0: super talk mississippi media production
1: this is gerard gibbert and thank you for listening to middays here on super talk mississippi the jt show on super
0: talk mississippi real talk for real mississippians now here's your host jt jt
1: Mississippi, welcome to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio, guiding you through the middle of your day. And the middle of your work week. What day is it, Rhino? Hump day! Dang right. And another nice weather day. Good Oh, yeah. It's like all that ice, snow, and mess. A distant memory. (laughs) Thankfully... (laughs) <laughs> now, uh, so Perez just stuck his head in before we went on the air. He of course filled in for you while you were confined, <laughs> snowed in. <laughs> uh, and good grief, two shows a day, folks! I got to tell you, uh, three hours. Uh, it, it's fun, but it's it does it does exhaust you. I mean, it's. When I leave here, I'm sort of tired, (laughs) Uh, but two times in a day, seven hours for him because he stayed through the 9 o'clock hour, the hour between the Gallo show and our show, that was tough. But at some point last week when we were delirious, talking mostly about the weather, we, uh, we got to talking about... The old weather folks here in the central Mississippi area. For those of you not in central Mississippi, you may and probably don't remember the great Bob Neblett, who used to do the weather on WJTV, the CBS affiliate, and Woody Asaf over at WLBT, the NBC affiliate. And by the way, we did not have an ABC affiliate uh, early on. That came like... with the introduction of WAPT which broadcast over the air on UHF, the new band at the time. But anyhow, (laughs) Perez dared me (laughs) to sing the Ready Kilowatt jingle and I did (laughs) just to get at him and so he came to tell me this morning he can't get it out of his head, the jingle. is like permanently ensconced in his brain. <laughs> and so he said he keeps trying to come up with something else to fill his head to extinguish Ready Kilowatt out of it. I don't know if our listeners know anything about Ready Kilowatt, but he was like this little cartoon character, that, uh, like a stick man and whose legs and arms and torso were like lightning bolts representing electricity and his head as I recall was in the shape of a light bulb probably look it up, R-E-D-D-Y, kilowatt and I sang the jingle and I can still remember and it's, you know, here we go I'm a real life wire and I never tire, yes
2: sir, I'm a red hot shot I can cook your meals, turn the factory wheels cause I'm ready kilowatt. there you go when you toast your to- now that's
1: not what I sang by the way, cause that that is the ad that they were running that was uh Mississippi power and light m p and l as I recall that was the, it was their little deal but the <laughs> the jingle they ran just before Bob Neblet would uh appear and deliver the weather. Was the weather? The weather? What's it gonna be? Here is ready Kilowatt to tell you on TV. And then Bob Neblet would appear, <laughs> and it was all chalkboards and cards, you know, flip. Here's the high for tomorrow, like, like Jeopardy in the old days, you know. Anyhow, today you couldn't do that because electricity, you know, that's bad. That's that's canceled. <laughs> it's crazy. But that's where we are in a society.
3: Yeah, I'm Ready I mean, Kilowatts green, cousin, man. <laughs> that's right. Ready
1: Kilowatt. We need a Here, we need a red version. A green, excuse me, a green version of Ready Kilowatt. Yeah. So it was pretty creative. And what I told Perez was, well, evidently if the goal of Mississippi Power and Light with the ready kilowatt character and jingle and ads and so forth, was to get you to remember the, uh, the goodness of the power company. Because that's, that's really what public utilities, you learn that in Marketing 101, that their advertising is more designed to be feel-good. It's not like you have a choice. You're going to consume their services, and it's, of course, regulated. But it's to make you feel good. You know, that's the way they promote and advertise. It's not like, hey, sign up for electricity. It's it's not like they're doing that. But, anyhow, if the point was to produce something that you remembered, which is what the, the goal is of all advertising, is to stick it in your head and make sure that it's present when you're ready to pull that trigger, purchase trigger, Let's just say they did a dang good job of it because 60 years later or so, I don't know, 55, I can still remember it, and it's in Perez's head for over a week. <laughs> so that did pretty well, and that's not seeing it every day as we did back then. Anyhow, you know, we talked a lot yesterday, folks, about the uh, the income tax bill. It passed. After we got off the air, it passed the House uh, 84, some, uh, 84, 36, something to that effect. Yeah, I, I've got it here. I have to pull it up, the exact vote. But nonetheless, it passed, and it has received, shall we say, praise, and it has received criticism. I think, I think some of the criticism, at least is based on just kind of a lack of understanding of the legislation. And there's no question, it is convoluted and it's because you're, you're, it's not a situation where you just say, okay, effective this day, no more income tax. Effective this day, here's the new sales tax. A- as kind of a a trade-off, if you will. No, it's more of a situation where and it's the way the bill's designed intentionally, where it's phased in and there are triggers, and there's, uh, so there's a phasing in of the elimination of the income tax. It's not just like cold turkey, if you will. I think that's what a lot of folks maybe were expecting. But I think a lot of the focus is on, oh my gosh, the sales tax rate's going up from 7 to 9.5% on most products and services, the exception being uh, groceries. And I think that gets a lot of, of attention from people. And, they, and it's just our human nature, isn't it, Rhino? We tend to dwell on that which bugs us. And we, and we don't seem to, I think, consider... Well, it's the natural
3: response. I mean, you can train yourself to avoid it, but naturally you're going to dwell on that which vexes you.
1: Yeah. Thus, human nature. Correct. Okay, so we're in agreement on that, and I think one of the biggest criticisms and outcries uh, concerns seniors, because presently in the state of Mississippi, revenue or income, I should say, from Social Security, Social Security benefits, and income from distributions from four hundred one k plans and income from private pensions or even public pensions, such as such as state purse. That is presently not subject to income tax. So if so there's no change, essentially. They are they're already enjoying the benefits those receiving income uh, from the various retirement sources already enjoying the lack of income tax. They, they don't pay income tax on that income. Uh, but they see then, and they focus on, well, uh, I've got to now pay an additional 2.5% on sales of most products and services. And, there, and there's a long list of how we tax things in Mississippi. But in general, most goods and services, the state rate goes from 7% to 9.5% under this bill. Liquor sales, for example, goes from 7 to 9.5, and, and those are usually taxed differently. Farm equipment, up from 1.5 to 4, Another uh, the 2.5% increase consistent with the other items. But anyhow, they, they focus on that. Groceries, uh, it, there's a reduction from seven to four and a half through June 24. We'll come back and talk more about this before we get into the weeds, but just need to understand the nuances so I think we can all evaluate how, how it affects us. We'll be back with more on the JT Show. Stay with us.
4: I was a drug addict for 16 years, but I've been sober almost seven years now. Christian business owner, and family man. At
5: Adult and Teen Challenge, we're helping rescue men out of addiction right here in Mississippi and teaching them how to be productive members of society. Help us by donating a vehicle to our vehicle donation program. Any condition, running or not, we pick it up, we do all the paperwork, and you get a tax deduction. Contact us, 601-572-7296, or go to mercyhouseteenchallenge.org. Thank you for
6: helping us get our daddies back. hot. carry on' way on
1: mark and the Mysterians 96 tears
3: one of the early innovators of using a symbol for a name <laughs> that's true the question mark that's
1: true the question mark uh, did I ever tell you before? You've played that before, cause it's one-hit wonder Wednesday. Oh yeah. Uh, my brother, who by the way passed away in 1976, the age of 27. Won't get into that, but was in the United States Air Force during the Vietnam War. Was in the Strategic Air Command. Flew missions that he said often would require him to be airborne for as much as a week. Just keep refueling. He was in Strategic Air Command reconnaissance and so forth. But when he was in basic training at Lackland Air Force Base, where all Air Force, the new folks in the Air Force go <laughs> for their basic training, he was in the barracks with the person uh, in 96 Tears, the member of the group that wrote the song, was in the Air Force with him. Notice it was released in 1966? That's when my brother was in the Air Force at that time. So anyhow, he'd you know when they give him a chance to call back, like once or call home once every two weeks, they'd line up in front of the the only um, pay phone, I guess, they had <laughs> for use of, by the service people. And uh, he, he shared that with, uh, I happened to be on the phone, we had three phones in the house, and I was, you know, eight, nine years old, but... Uh, with my parents. Yeah, I'm in the same barracks with a guy that wrote, because it was popular. You don't hear it on the radio. That's kind of cool. But anyhow, a bit of uh, trivia there. So we were talking about the uh, the sales uh, excuse me, the income tax bill, the bill which would eliminate income taxes, as uh, passed the House yesterday, the House of Representatives, and now heads. This is House Bill 1439, It's entitled the Mississippi Tax Freedom Act of 2021. It would eventually eliminate the personal income tax starting in 2022. And the idea is that after 10 years, and it it continues to – it it does so by increasing the personal exemption. And I know that's where it gets complicated. Most people think about adjustments to income taxes – in the form of changing the tax brackets. The range of income which is taxable, those various brackets, and the percent applied. And it usually don't think so much about the exemption, which is just a reduction in your taxable income before you apply the taxes to it. But that's the approach in this bill. It immediately, effective July 1 of this year, it increases the individual exemption from the present $6,000 to $47,700. And on couples, it increases that from $12,000 to $95,400. So just for easy example sake, in the case of individuals where the exemption would rise to $47,700, if you had $50,000 of gross income, let's just say you're a wage earner, you get your W-2, it says $50,000. And that's what you put on your tax return and gross wages and tips, etc. But you would subtract the exemption of 47 7 meaning you would have taxable income of $2,300. And in Mississippi, the first $5,000 of income is taxed. At uh, I think it may be 2% now, Rhino, because remember in 17 we passed legislation to phase out the 3,000, uh, excuse me, the 3% bracket over five years. I'm not sure where we are, are on that. I want to say maybe we're in year four. So it's, it, it's phased out at the rate of 1% per year. I think we phased out 3% thus far. What do you see? Uh, according to
3: the Department of Revenue, yeah. tax rates for the graduated income tax rate are zero percent on the first three thousand of okay. taxable income. Three thousand or five thousand? Three thousand. Then it's three percent on the next two thousand, four percent on the next five thousand, there you go, and then five percent on everything over ten.
1: Which is equivalent to yeah, it's the same way it's phased out. So the bottom line is in this particular case, this taxpayer wouldn't pay anything at 2300 since the first 3000 is subject to a rate of 0 that's what you read right yeah so that's 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 how it's been phased out so it's been phased out not in the form of 1% per year uh but it's also been phased out uh in addition to that at the rate of $1000 per year so it works out the same way but nonetheless uh that's how that would work out so that same taxpayer today that makes fifty thousand dollars would would uh, be entitled to a six thousand dollar personal exemption, meaning forty four thousand dollars of their income would be subject to income taxes. And the way that would presently worked out, just doing that quick uh, math in my head, it's let's see, about seventeen eighteen hundred bucks, kind of the way I figure, it, because you got five percent. Uh, Four percent, excuse me, on on the five on five thousand uh, dollar the five thousand dollar range, two percent on the three thousand dollars works out to roughly that amount of money. So 1700 $1, bucks. So they would save that essentially. They'd be zero. Now, in exchange for that, they're going to pay two and a half percent more when they check out at the retail counter, except on groceries. <laughs> That's where it gets complicated they're going to spend less. And in the case of groceries, food would be taxed at 4.5% through June 24, down from the present 7%. And then that rate would be further reduced to 4% from 4.5% after 2024 until June 2026. And then after that, it goes to 3.5%, so essentially half. As of June 26th of what it is today. In the meantime, the income tax is phased out to a point where we started these exemptions uh, 47.7 and 95.4 individuals and couples effective for 2022 and after 5 years I think that rises to 100,000 the exemption to 100,000 for individuals and 200,000 for couples and that's based on hitting certain revenue targets that the state is built in, it, so it's triggers and it's adjusted for inflation and so forth. Basically, it's, I think it requires $60 million, I think, a year uh, in order to implement the full uh, phasing out that's scheduled for that year up to a point where after 10 years, we just repeal the income tax. That's the basic structure. Hope, hopefully that was reasonably understandable. But so it's,
3: The way I saw that portion explained is a fail-safe, in the event of mass savings, which would completely dry up state revenue. So if you start paying people more, and they just save all of that and don't spend any of it, then the revenue wouldn't go high enough. You wouldn't have an increase in in the economy. So then you wouldn't have that triggered to give people more of a break on their income tax.
1: Yeah, that's right. And that's how that's, that's designed to work. So you're essentially... To some extent, this. Uh, to some extent, you're you're trading it. So uh, the income tax for uh, for a sales tax increase in sales tax, consumption taxes, and this is typically what folks want. So uh, a lot of folks do certainly on the right believe that it's better to tax consumption than it is to tax income. That taxing income tends to be a disincentive for work and. Uh, and, and so, thus, it's. I mean, there are some on the right
3: that are been out of shape that this isn't just a tax cut.
1: Yeah, just uh, let's just cut taxes and not raise them anywhere else. And I talked about that yesterday. That's the way I understand the uh, understood the governor when he announced in this proposal. I believe he said that was the intent. And again, we made it clear. Well, this is not really the governor's bill per se. No bill is. Governors don't write bill. They they're involved a lot of times in the crafting of legislation. Of course. But this is what came out of the House, Philip Gunn, of course a big sponsor, the Speaker of the House, and Representative Trey Lamar, and numerous others, so it's a House bill. It's transmitted to the Senate, and that's kind of how that works. We'll see what happens over on the Senate side. Get the impression, maybe, that Lieutenant Governor Hoseman, a little squishy on it. Hadn't really seen a whole lot reported on his, uh, his view, his position on this, but we shall see. We'll take a break here, come back with more on the JT Show. Stay with us.
11: Find new roads.
13: Get ready, Greater Jackson area. The big one, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show, is coming for two big days at the Mississippi Coliseum. Saturday 9 till 5, Sunday 10 till 5. Hundreds of dealer's tables available, full of guns, knives, ammunition, holsters, gun books, camouflage, jewelry, and related items. Hunters and collectors, the big show is for you. Buy, sell, trade, or just spend the day browsing. Ladies are especially welcome. Admission is just $9 for adults and $2 for kids ages 16 to 11. Sorry, no one under the age of 18 admitted without a parent. Got guns to sell? Be sure they're unloaded and bring them. Instant background checks available for gun purchases. The Big One, the Great Southern Gun and Knife Show. Saturday 9 to 5, Sunday 10 to 5 at the Mississippi Coliseum. Take the high street exit off I-55 and follow the signs to exercise your right to keep and bear arms. And be sure to register for the door prize. See you this weekend at the Big One.
11: Sure as shooting, don't miss
15: I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Tuesday, the House passed the proposal to eliminate the state income tax while raising the sales tax by 2.5%. Representative Trey Lamar, Chairman of Ways and Means, spoke on the bill's intent.
13: By shifting away from income taxes to sales taxes, we will no longer punish people by taxing their work. We will no longer punish people who save prudently. Instead, we encourage hard work and saving. The harder you work, the more you make, the more you stand to benefit from the income tax cut.
15: The bill now moves to the Senate for consideration. And following last week's winter storm, water is hard to come by in some communities. MEMA director Stephen McCraney says they're doing what they can to get water to places that need it.
16: Tankers have been a hot topic. We all look to the west. You probably know where the majority of the tankers probably went earlier. As Texas and others were impacted, we're looking for every tanker in the state to get those certified to move them into the districts that need it. Potable
15: water as well as non-potable water. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis.
17: Mississippians want a medical marijuana program supported by doctors and patients. That's why 74% of Mississippi voters approved Initiative 65, the Doctors and Patients Medical Marijuana Initiative. And it's why they voted down the Politicians Initiative that would have postponed medical marijuana here in Mississippi. Now, the politicians who oppose medical marijuana outright are up to some new tricks. The politicians in Jackson are trying to pass a fake medical marijuana bill to thwart the will of Mississippians, they just won't learn. We passed medical marijuana last fall, so patients who suffer from debilitating medical conditions can stop suffering. It's the will of the people. Call your legislator, 601-359-3770. Tell them you want medical marijuana like you voted for, not the politician's scheme to stop it. Patients who suffer can't wait. Paid for by Mississippians for compassionate care.
11: Gallo. The official designation of this state is what, sir? Sash Wednesday. Do you know what I'm giving up? Snow. I'm giving up snow <laughs> and freezing rain. Gallo. Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi.
8: Ben Shapiro. Every day we're driving the debate in America with the fastest moving, hardest hitting, most comprehensive fact based commentary on the radio.
0: Ben Shapiro, tonight at 9 on Super Talk Mississippi.
6: Hey, hey. Hey.
0: Do you have an opinion on something you heard from JT or Rhino? Go ahead, grab your phone and text it to him. You can text at 601-879-4395. 601-879-4395. The JT show on Super Talk Mississippi.
1: On the JT show, Super Talk, Mississippi. Yeah, just a quick clarification. One thing that I did uh, fail to include in my calculation there is the standard deduction. So, at the federal level in 2017, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act actually combined the standard deduction and the personal exemption and it increased it dramatically, almost doubled, to kind of eliminate some of the complexities. In that calculation, and then just doing tax returns. So, in the state of Mississippi, in addition to the personal exemption, which is six, stands at six thousand dollars presently for an individual, we also have what's called a standard deduction, which everybody is entitled to at the rate of twenty three hundred if you're a single filer, and forty six hundred for uh, joint filers, unless you itemize, and then you if you ex- exceed those numbers, you can get the additional benefit of. Uh, qualified itemized expenses. So in the case of the uh, the uh, taxpayer that makes $50,000 they actually would have zero taxable income uh, before you apply the rates because they would get the $2,300 uh, standard deduction in addition to the 477 dollars personal uh, exemption that is being proposed and is in this bill. So they would have a total of $50,000 between the personal exemption, the standard deduction, meaning their taxable income, is zero before you even put it on the scale. So I just wanted to, to cl- clarify that. Uh, appreciate that. Doesn't that number
3: also increase with the first 3000 being taxed at 0%?
1: The, the standard deduction?
3: Well, no. Like Once you've got all the deductions and exemptions out of the way, the first 3000 is still taxed at 0%.
1: Correct. So if you had, let's say, $53,000. You would still have three thousand dollars of taxable income, but that subject three thousand is to zero. zero. Correct. That's the way that works exactly. So when you do your return and say taxable income three thousand dollars, rate uh, the first bracket zero is the way that would work. So, um, nonetheless, just wanted to clarify that to make sure that we were all good to go on that. Apologize for any confusion. It's already confusing and. What I was doing, I'm, I'm so, I think, entrenched in, in uh, my mind is thinking so much about federal taxes, because we've really had zero to no changes, except for this elimination of the 3% bracket in Mississippi income taxes in quite some time. It's been, it's been fairly stable. Federal taxes, on the other hand, had a, a major reform. Under the Trump administration, and there's more being proposed, so I get a little wrapped up in that, conflated the two. Apologize for that, but nonetheless, the twenty additional twenty-three hundred dollars for an individual, forty-six for a a married couple, and, and thus that's why the a person making fifty grand as an individual, a hundred grand at uh, as a, as a joint filer would have zero taxable income under this proposal. They would, of course, bear the additional. Cost of uh, sales taxes, which to many is a problem. But what I was saying earlier, Rhino, before we got off into those weeds, is the major objection I've seen to this is coming from those who are concerned about seniors on fixed incomes. Like we said, fixed income, pensions, Social Security, which, by the way, I think the maximum Social Security benefit now is like $3,023, something to that effect, per month. So Social Security, pension income, 401k income, not subject to income tax in the state of Mississippi presently. That does not change under this bill. So the concern is that, well, those seniors on those fixed incomes are going to incur additional expense of living in the form of the 2.5% increase in sales taxes. And what members of the legislature say to that, their response to that, I heard Representative Lamar and his press briefing yesterday along with uh, Speaker of the House Gunn. They did one yesterday afternoon in the Capitol, and a live briefing there. And so what they said was that we believe that the reduction of the grocery tax for seniors on fixed income more than makes up for that. I think the theory there is that most seniors on those fixed incomes, such as Social Security, that's typically what you think about there, spend an outsized portion of their income on groceries. Uh, you would also think that a good bit of their income is spent on rent, which is not subject to sales taxes. So you got that, you got groceries, and you got everything else they buy, which would in fact incur an increase of sales taxes at the rate of 2.5 percent. And so I haven't seen any models on that. I'd be, I'd be anxious and interested to see some real-life situations without disclosing, of course, anyone's name. Uh, Someone, I'm not arguing that they're wrong, I just would like to see, okay, here's a typical fixed-income person, senior, in the state of Mississippi. This is their income sources, and this is how they spend their money, and this is what the impact would be by increasing the sales tax on those items that are subject to the increase and the decrease on those items, that, grocery items, specifically food, that are would incur a decrease. I'd like I'd like to see that before I just jump to a conclusion and say, oh my gosh, that's killing the seniors.
3: I mean, it can be argued either way. It can be argued that a, a larger percentage of, of seniors spend money on their groceries, like you were saying. It could be argued that some people wait and save until retirement and make that big purchase. They might, they wait until they retire and buy that RV to travel the country and stuff. So I, I can see both sides having an argument. The models would make it a little easier to, to break it down.
1: You're right about that, Rhino. And, and in fact, one of the responses I see, well, they're going to incur an additional $750 on an automobile purchase. A $30,000 was the example. Okay, I agree, but just would be curious. What's the interval on which seniors purchase automobiles? If that's once every eight years, that's roughly a hundred dollars a year more in sales taxes. But if they're buying groceries, essentially you may not go to the grocery store, but once a week or even less than that. But essentially, you're buying that every day. You're eating every day, so you're consuming that. If it's if you're cooking at home. And you're not eating out. And I would think that most folks on a, on a, um, a senior fixed income, that's probably how they feed themselves, most, most likely, is, a, is by buying groceries at the grocery store. So, again, that's why there's a need for a model that would show, well, okay, assume they buy a vehicle every five or six years, whatever that case is, at, at this sort of average cost of a vehicle. Here's the increase in, in sales taxes. But... They're spending this much of their income on groceries, and here's the decrease of that. I think it just, it sort of warrants an analysis before we just jump to a conclusion. Uh, we got to be guided by the science. In this case, math, taxes are a science. Make no mistake about it. And we're not talking about this math, is racism garbage that they're that they're implementing uh, right in Oregon, where they say that seeking the correct, accurate answer, well, that's just racist. There's more than one answer here. So you can't do your taxes that way last time I checked. There's only one right answer. So it is, um, it is finite, is it? Got lots of tax coming in, Try to get to some of them. So Vicky in Clarksdale says, we can't pay for medicine because we have to buy food and gas not sure exactly what uh, oh, that's said. a
3: continuation from the statement people that work for the state can't afford raising taxes of any kind because their paychecks have stayed the same for years yep. gas has gone up and groceries but our paycheck hasn't
1: yeah i i hear you uh vicky and and uh point well taken again this is why we need an analysis i'm not sure so if we're looking at this bill and how it impacts Uh, those individuals, those seniors on the fixed income, how does it impact them? I don't think we can just jump to a conclusion oh my gosh, taxes on automobile purchases are going up 2.5%, that'll break them. Well, I'm not sure, because they're getting a tax break on groceries. I would argue that probably more than offsets that, just based on kind of the scenario I suggested. But Rhino could be right. You've saved a lot of money, you go buy an RV, and RVs are expensive, but I would also say if you if you're able to buy an RV, you're probably not, you know, struggling to make ends meet on a fixed income, because you've got to have money to travel in right. the RV and maintain it and insure it. It's expensive.
3: So that's just an example I saw batted around yesterday on social media. As well, what if I'm saving for my RV when I turn sixty-five, and I'm now gonna have to pay this much more? So it's an argument from. The other side. Uh,
1: Okay, but I would argue that is a situation where they're focused on the negative. I think
3: that's a large majority of the conversation now.
1: I I do too. Because the word taxes is involved. Of course, but the answer to that is, well, how much are you saving on groceries? And again, we got to get some data. We got to be data-driven to make this decision. Come to a conclusion. We'll be back with the final segment of the first hour on the JT Show. Here on this Hump Day, stay with Rhino and I in the studio.
18: The American Council of Engineering Companies is the voice of our state's engineering community and a proud sponsor of National Engineers Week. The purpose of this week is to shine a spotlight on the contributions that engineers make to society. To get a true sense of just how important engineers are for the quality of our life and safety, just look around your home, the roads you travel, your job, and everything you eat and drink. An engineer helped make it happen. This message brought to you by the American Council of Engineering Companies of Mississippi.
3: With springtime right around the corner, it's time to start thinking about your lawn equipment needs. This is your local outdoor power equipment specialist, Cameron Hartley, here to tell you all about the great wintertime specials we have going on right now at Hartley Equipment. Homeowners, from now until the end of February, bring in your Exmark mower and receive 10% off on seasonal tune-up services. For this special, we're also offering free pickup and delivery within
9: 10 miles of the store on all Exmark mowers.
15: If you're ready to trade in your old XMARC for a brand new one, then Hartley Equipment will offer you top dollar on your trade in. Right now, we have financing options with 0% interest and no money down. Get a new XMARC Zero Turn for as little as $79 a month. With the purchase of any new XMARC Zero Turn, we're going to give you a free first service and a $100 prepaid Visa gift card.
3: Come by Hartley Equipment in Gluckstadt and see for yourself why we're the number one X-Smart dealer in Mississippi.
12: And as always, shop
7: shop smartly, smartly. shop Hartley. Hartley.
19: This is the opening Agri Market Report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange May Cotton was up thirty-three to ninety-three even. July cotton was up thirty-six to ninety-three sixty-nine. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade May soybeans were up seven and a quarter to fourteen fifteen and three quarters per bushel. July soybeans were up nine and a quarter to fourteen oh three and three quarters per bushel. May corn was up two and a quarter to five fifty-four and three quarters per bushel. July corn was up two and a quarter. To 544 and three quarters per bushel at the mercantile. April live cattle was up 145 to 122.65. June live cattle was up 60 to 119.72. April feeders up 142 to 144.02. May feeders up 102 to 146.12. And at this hour, the dow Jones is up 99 points. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
20: When it comes to weed control, I'm looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. It controls more weeds than any other cotton system. And with up to 14 days of soil activity on certain small seeded broadleaf weeds, my fields are set up for long lasting protection from Palmer pigweed, mare's tail, and other tough to control weeds. With the triple tolerance of BullGuard 3 Xtendflex cotton to dicamba, glyphosate, and glufosinate, I'm getting three modes of action to help keep my fields clean. When you put it all together, I'm getting flexibility, advanced weed control, and proven performance. That's why the Roundup Ready Extend crop system is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. Claims are based on approved EPA herbicide
21: labels as of October 2020. Pair with a strong weed management program. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
11: To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6-9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way. Supertalk Mississippi 97.3. Yo, 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 what's going on? Hey, do you hear that? What? Conversation. Now
0: talking. More with JT and Rhino. The JT Show. Super Talk Mississippi.
6: the
13: corner of my eye, saw a pretty little thing approaching me. She said, i never seen a
21: man who looks so all alone, or could you use
1: a little... Thanks for joining us today on the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, a one-hit wonder. What day is it, Rhino? Hump Day. Rhino letting you know it is indeed Hump Day. By the way, coming up at 11.05, we've got Representative Becky Curry. And Representative Dana McLean, I believe, will be here in the studio to talk to us about the 2021 legislative session. I'm sure we'll touch on the this tax bill. Uh, also thoughts on Representative Lamar's proposal to put a measure on the ballot to raise fuel taxes and other stuff going on down there at the Capitol as well. So lots of text. Going to try to get to them, folks. Appreciate you listening and engaging with, with us today. I think that's what... Makes for a, a good show. Uh, let's Mose see.
3: Mose chimed in on the ceasefire text line. Don't forget medical and prescription costs for seniors. Right. Just a reminder prescriptions don't Do- incur tax.
1: Correct. So no change there. In fact, uh, just I think to put everybody's mind at ease there, Rhino, pretty sure everything, I've read this in the bill, everything that is presently not subject to sales tax. Is not subject to sales tax. If it's zero, it's zero. Correct. I think the only things that got adjusted upward or downward, in the case of groceries, were those products and services, goods and services that are presently subject to any form of sales tax. So prescription drugs, not changes, not changing. Rusty from Greenville. The problem is Democrats can't stand removing a tax. Well, believe it or not, Rusty, several Democrats voted. Pretty sure, Rhino. I I got a call from uh, one of my friends in the House yesterday, wanted to know what I thought. I think 10 crossed over and voted for it. I believe that's right. The problem is Democrats can't stand removing a tax. They only add taxes and claim to modify existing taxes so that the wealthy pay more when, in reality... The middle class gets screwed.
3: Nine well, Democrats and one independent.
1: Okay. so it was ten, I'm miscounting. I think you're right. Ten, one of those being an independent thing. How about, so I saw some comments from Representative Robert Johnson from the Natchez area. I know Robert's a good guy, Democrat, and um, I think he said that he supported it because it gave so-called tax breaks, tax relief to the, the middle class and the, the lower tax And did not, by the way, this does not change corporate taxes. Now here's where I would differ with uh, Representative Johnson, because there's just always this feeling, certainly from the left, those dirty, greedy, dastardly, wicked, selfish corporations, stick it to them. Well, guess what? No corporations, no jobs, no profit, no corporations. Why don't they get that? Everybody just thinks you just hang a shingle, open up, oh, money just flies, uh, falls out of the sky. Nothing to it. You can afford $15 minimum wage. You can afford more tax. You can afford it.
3: Little thought problem. If you have a, a, a village, town, city of, of a certain size, there's that one spot that in the time you've been alive you've seen about seven different businesses in that one spot yeah they just can't seem to keep anything in there yep there's evidence right there in front of your own eyes that it's not just easy money starting a business it's dang
1: hard I'm just going to tell you look I had a situation back in 2015 right after I had acquired two other businesses and combined with mine I had a situation that was uh, dire from a financial perspective, like to the point where I was going to lose 25 years of work, zero, gone. I'm not asking for sympathy on this, folks. That's not why I'm telling the story. I think I represent a good number of entrepreneurs uh, in their in their plight and in their efforts and in the stress they endure to just make ends meet. But I had a situation that caused me, believe it or not, to contract the shingles. And if you've ever had that, it is brutal. It's not deadly, but for about two and a half weeks, I was in enormous pain. Again, not looking for sympathy, but when I went to the dermatologist, because it presents as a rash, and she, I pulled my shirt down. It was on my shoulder. She took shingles. Her next question was, you've been under stress? You just don't know. And so literally makes you sick. Uh, But nonetheless, you don't just hang a shingle and money falls out of the sky. Anybody that thinks that has never done it. Dave says, the income tax bill will kill small town Mississippi. I'm a former 20-year mayor. Call me and I will explain. Unfortunately, I don't have time to call you right now, Dave. I completely disagree. Uh, but I'd love to hear your explanation on that. We're going to have a call-in segment later on at 1137 as we do every day now. Please call us. I'd love to hear from you. Adam and Baldwin says, Liquors, Groceries! <laughs> With a consumption tax, even people who get money from illegal means paid taxes, Wes. Correct. That's, a, uh, that's always presented as an argument in favor of a consumption tax. That's on the 662 C Spire text line. The first hour already in the books, Rhino. We got Super Talk News, Fox News coming up. And then again, we've got representatives of Becky Curry and Dana McLean in the studio. We'll be talking about. T-
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk, Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Barone's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090.
22: I'm Chris Foster. A third coronavirus vaccine could be approved for emergency use in the United States as soon as Friday.
15: The Food and Drug Administration's report says Johnson & Johnson's vaccine is about 66% effective at preventing moderate to severe COVID-19. Only a few million doses are expected to be ready for shipping in the first week. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine requires just one dose and can be stored at normal refrigeration temperatures for three months.
22: Fox is talking to Jay Powers. The golfer Tiger Woods is recovering from surgery with a rod inserted in his right leg after yesterday's car crash near Los Angeles.
15: Harbor UCLA
10: Medical Center stated, bones broken into more than two pieces and protruding through the
22: skin, affecting
10: both the upper and lower portions of the tibia and fibula bones were stabilized by inserting a rod into the tibia. Additional injuries to the bones of the foot and ankle were stabilized with a combination of screws and pins.
22: Fox's Jared Max. America's listening to Fox News.
21: Resistant Clothing Headquarters.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The state is in two processes of gathering damage assessments after last week's winter storms. One is for public
16: assistance, and that is for local governments, water systems, etc and those governmental entities, and then the other is individual assistance. So those
15: are kind of running simultaneously. MEMA director Steven McCraney says about 52 counties have declared a local state of emergency and a myriad of cities within them, and the death toll unfortunately could rise. With cautious optimism, state leaders are touting the fact that we've gone 17 straight days with less than a thousand new COVID cases, but state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers cautions those numbers
9: could change. You know, the the lower numbers that we saw last week and the early part of this week uh, may be impacted by access to testing last week and certainly by reporting.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett.
23: Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry options Opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors.
15: Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor coalition more than 14- 15,000 applications have resulted in more than 12.5 million in assistance to coast residents that sustained damage during Hurricane Zeta. FEMA and the SBA will stop taking applications March 1st. Roberto Baltadano with the SBA says it's worth taking a look at your options. You can't take it. You don't have to take it or you can take it in segments. Businesses that sustained economic damages from the storm have more time. That deadline isn't until October 1st. A Tennessee congressman wants the Biden administration to stop a proposed pipeline that would run through Mississippi. Congressman Steve Cohen wants the Corps of Engineers to withdraw a permit for the crude oil pipeline, which would run from Behelia to southwest Memphis. Cohen said the pipeline would cut through historic, predominantly black neighborhoods and could contaminate Memphis's drinking water. Former Vice President Al Gore and actors Danny Glover and Jane Fonda have voiced opposition to the project. I'm Kelly Bennett, Supertalk Mississippi News.
16: This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hogan and ask them to support House Bill twelve thirty one.
15: Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor. Gallo here back
11: tomorrow morning six a.m. with all the news, weather, traffic, and info you need to start your day in the Jackson Metro area. Right now, more of the JT Show on Super Talk Mississippi ninety seven point three. Just when you think you've heard it all. Heard it all.
0: Heard it all. Heard it all. It's time. Uh-huh. It's time to kickstart another hour of the JT Show. your freaking is. On with the show. Showtime. Now, here's more with JT on Super Talk, Mississippi.
1: Welcome back, everyone. Hour two of the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio. Once again, Rhino, by popular demand, what day is it? Oh, day! (laughs) Joining us now in the studio, Representative Becky Curry. She represents District 92. That's Copiah Lawrence in Lincoln County. She's the chairperson of the House Tourism Committee and the vice chair of the House Rules Committee. Good morning, uh, Representative Curry.
2: Good morning. Do you know Gerard? I have never been on your show. I know,
1: <laughs> but first time, and we are so grateful you were able to come. Well, thank uh, you today. so much. So full disclosure, folks: uh, the representative's daughter and my daughter are very close friends. They and, are um, speak regularly and socialize when they can, uh, and so that which I think is kind of cool. I do so, too. Yeah. Absolutely. So I've had a
2: chance to meet you before yeah. through our children.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. That's Absolutely. Right. So that's kind of cool, and that's the way we do things here in Mississippi, that's right. by the way. So. <laughs> All right, so a busy session going Very on down busy. there. Big news yesterday, as you're aware. We've been talking about uh, here on the air today and yesterday trying to unpack this uh, income tax legislation that was really something that the Speaker has advocated for for quite some time. He and has. and other members of the house as well, and and Rhino and I were just uh, talking, looked it up. We had some Democrats and an independent that that uh, crossed over and uh, right. shall we say and, and supported this uh, legislation. And it's it's a big bill at the state level. We're used to these gigantic bills in the federal government, but this is a three hundred and eight page bill, a lot of which includes. As we do, as is, is, is the standard practice, a lot of code sections, existing code sections. And a so. lot
2: of old language. Old language, right.
1: Right. So, but nonetheless, when you see a two-page summary, as opposed to like three or four sentences, you know it's, it's kind of convoluted and complicated at a minimum. And so you and I were talking off the air. I think the biggest challenge here is the messaging. Because of the complexities.
2: I do, too. And I kind of want to give my message because, um, you know, I had a big decision to make in 24 hours, to be honest with you. Yep. And, um, you know, there's – I'm a Republican, so uh, tax cuts are right up my alley. Sure. Should be. (laughs) And I've never been able to really give one before. So, you know, in all these years, this is – was a good thing, and uh, you know. But I want to talk a little bit to people like me who go to work every day, and uh, I'm a registered nurse. I'm not ever going to be rich unless I hit the lottery, and uh, that's not looking good. <laughs> we, you hope know? You <laughs> <laughs> we hope
1: you do. We hope you do.
2: But uh, you know, it's a big deal when when the Trump tax cuts, which I was completely for. Um, you know, I, I still have a job which may be part of that and I know a lot of people benefited that from that. Major companies did. Uh my four oh one K looks much better for it. Uh but when I went to get my taxes done, um I didn't see any of that. Yeah, I actually paid more that year, and I remember telling my accountant, "Like, what happened to the tax Trump tax cuts?" Yeah. well, they they don't apply to you. Well, let me tell every, my constituents and every uh, hardworking Mississippian, it's gonna apply to you, and you're gonna see it. Yeah, uh, you know, and and I think that's the message that's missing. Uh, I don't think anybody realized it before, but you're gonna see it when you make $50,000 or less which is most of Mississippi.
1: Yeah, I think 60% yeah, or so, yeah. I mean,
2: you're you're not going to be paying income uh state income tax.
1: State income tax, right.
2: And I think that's uh money in your pocket and you hear for years I have. Yeah. I think government, you know, uh taxes us too much and and uh you know, you don't spend it right. Well, here you go. You're you're getting it back and you spend it how you see fit. Uh, And I know there's some other things in the bill that have made a few people uncomfortable. And I'll be honest with you, I would have much preferred a bill that was just a tax exempt. um, But we uh, then we would have the problem of saying, okay, well, you don't want education cut, you don't want mental health cut, you don't want highway patrol, you don't want national guard cut. So we have to make up a difference somewhere, and a user tax seems like the fairest way to go. So I I voted yes on this and. And, uh, you know, the devil's in the details, so you, so they say, and we shall see. And it's got to go to the Senate, where, you know, they're going to tweak it. If, if they pass it, we don't even know that they will. But it will be tweaked again, and we'll have to go through all the details again. But right now, I think most Mississippians are going to benefit from this.
1: Yeah. And, you know, one of the things, Representative, that hasn't been discussed is how does this impact Our overall economy, we we really haven't discussed. We've talked about present-day, present Mississippians, and and certainly we should. But look, there's no secret, we still maintain the distinction of being 50th in in household income, in per capita income. I saw a report last night, we lost uh, population again. Okay. I think some and eleven. Which is
2: another reason to do this.
1: Exactly. Uh-oh, so, we're not know. growing our tax base. That's we're not right. able to keep our our best talent coming out of our fantastic universities. We got to do so, something. We and we got to make some changes. And I would argue even though the left says there's no such thing as trickle-down economics and and this really even isn't even a statement in favor of that or pointing to that, but I would argue that if we don't do something to get people in industry in here, and retain our best talent. We're just going to keep treading water. That's right. Here we what are. are. we got to do something.
2: So, I have to tell you, I have a group of people that I call and talk to, my core group and… Constituents? Constituents. And I I always call and say, this is coming up. And after I talk to them and and explain how I feel and ask, I send them a copy of the bill, which is Greek to most people, but uh, I I don't want to withhold anything, but I have a core group of about 10 people. One of them is a retired veteran who's 100% disabled, and I was telling him about the bill. And he said, "It sounds like I'm going to save money on my groceries." He said, "But let me tell you what's most important to me. I have children that are working, and they've had children. Now I'm a grandparent, and I want my children to stay in Mississippi. Yep. And that's the most important thing to me is we need the uh, for good jobs, people to come here and want to work, and uh, and and." you know he almost cried telling me i i want i want what's best for my children and i believe this bill is what's best
1: and again i think that goes back to to what i was just saying is if we don't do something somewhat drastic frankly to keep our best people our best talent because when you see that the this data disturbed me we lost 11,000 people and there's no question people are exiting the high-tax states and the pandemic has accelerated that with all the other uh, crazy onerous restrictions but they're not coming to mississippi we had a negative uh... situation with our population a decrease in our population texas gained a lot alabama gained a lot florida obviously gained a lot tennessee but we went down
2: that's right and we we have to do something and you know for the naysayers of this bill We come into the legislature every year. Some people don't like that. But if we see uh, this taking a dive or or going in a way that we don't want to, um, there's going to be triggers, number one. And then also, we're here every year we can we can tweak legislation and so you know like i said there's part of it that uh i had to hold my nose on when i pushed that green button <laughs> <laughs> because i don't want to raise anybody's taxes sure uh that that goes against my grain but i believe with what you'll be bringing home and not paying income tax it, you would have to be a high dollar spender in order to to spend that much money
1: yeah and it would, and you'd have to spend it on items that are subject to a higher tax right. as well. So uh, to have they offset. So we've been talking a lot about seniors. That seems to be the major objection that uh, that I've seen uh, and have received from uh, various folks that have contacted me with their concerns. And and the the concern there and the objection there is that the seniors today do not pay taxes on their retirement income, regardless of the source, That's both right. Social Security private pensions, 401 k plans, et cetera. That's been in existence for quite some time. But they do spend money, and so the concern is that, whether well, they're going to see an increase in taxes on just normal, everyday retail items, except for groceries, where it goes down, have you talked to any constituents that maybe fit into that category? Seniors on fixed income—is there—is there part of your group? I guess? Well,
2: you know, some of them were, and like I said, most most seniors, uh, you know, are more concerned with their families than themselves, which is is not sometimes a great thing. Yeah. But it is, um, you know. I, I I honestly believe that it's a swap. I yeah. think it's a wash. Yeah. And uh, you know I'm, I don't want to do anything to hurt my seniors. I'm sure. I'm about to be one. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Me too. So <laughs> there you go. But uh, you can
1: hang with us. We got a break coming up.
2: Sure. I I have to go about 11:40. We're something good. Like that.
1: We will get to the next segment after this break. Stay with us. We've got Representative Becky Curry in the studio with us today.
11: Of the land we know you are all stars so leave it up to us at mississippi arkansas ag for your john Deere all-star package the 3025e tractor plus loader box blade, rotary cutter and a trailer will keep you ahead of the game at just 349 per month leave it up to us or visit any of our 16 locations or agup.com for more information offer
17: ends 10 2021 some exclusions apply see dealer for details Listening to this Allstate commercial about savings might be the hardest thing about getting those savings. Save for simply becoming an Allstate customer. Save more for adding drive-wise. And save even more for driving safely. Visit Allstate.com or contact your local agent for a quote today. Allstate. Minimum effort, maximum reward.
7: Not available in every state. New customer savings based on early signing discount. drive ice is an optional feature. Savings vary based on how you buy, subject to terms and conditions. All state fire and casualty insurance company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
18: Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601-345-8090. 601-345-8090 That's 601-345-8090 Or online at Barone'sTreePros.com That's Barone'sTreePros.com
11: We're here with a special invitation to join us weekly morning 6 to 9 Breaking news, quick shots, analysis all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3 about. news sports celebrity gossip food
0: what, what, what does that mean you know they talk about normal stuff the jt show on super talk mississippi
21: this here's a champ for all the fellas try to do what those ladies tell us Wall like you was, was that married.
1: a one hit
3: wonder oh, there oh right. yeah young mc really their are only okay. hit.
1: <laughs> quite the library <laughs> we are back on the JT show we've got representative becky curry in the studio the day after this big income tax uh, bill passed. Lots of text here on the on the C Spire tax line. I'll get to those a little bit later. Appreciate that, folks. And thanks to everybody for listening. And don't want to dwell too much more on that, but I uh, wanted to ask you also about uh, Representative Lamar's bill that would refer a measure to the ballot to increase the fuel taxes And I had a chat yesterday, talked about that on the air, with Secretary of State Watson about the mechanics of that. So this is not a situation where a bill is being referred to the ballot that would amend the Constitution, although that is within the right and the scope of the legislature, I determined. Uh, But rather, this would be one, and it's my understanding, that if passed, the legislature would then come back and be compelled uh, to essentially pass a bill that would uh, implement what the people voted for. Have you talked to Representative Lamar about that? Are you familiar with that one, Becky? I, I didn't, we're
2: know. all familiar with well, it. I figured that. <laughs> I figured because it, it's a... It's a hot topic. Yeah, it's and
1: a, a, a spark plug there, so... It is,
2: and I, I'm going to be honest now. This was what I heard about it yesterday. Okay. Things may change today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, that they do not have the votes is the reason that it's I not coming out. I kind of wondered out.
1: about that. Right. Yeah. I don't think anybody... It's my sense that most Republicans in the legislature do not want to be labeled with uh, a vote in favor of that don't want that on their resume their voting record
2: right and i have to my feeling on that along with the one we did pass yesterday is it's you know for me as a republican uh... we have a a new president and we're going to be going and 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 he is going to raise your taxes by the way (laughs) yeah so uh... unapologetically by the way that's right So. so uh... you know i i think that uh, we're all a little worried about what he's doing with fossil fuels, yep. and it's just not the time to do this.
1: Yeah, I, I, I do think that a lot of that is uh, undetermined at this point, and at the, at the rate we're going, we might not be paying any taxes at the pump because there won't be any pumps. Right. I mean, so, <laughs> uh, and I saw this morning where right after this $1.9 trillion stimulus so-called stimulus relief bill that is being considered uh in the House of Representatives this week expected to pass before the week is out transmitted to the Senate and there's possibly some some issues they have there with a couple of moderate senators but right after that he's already talking about the 3 trillion dollar start start of the so-called green new deal right on the heels of this one and there doesn't seem to be. There doesn't seem to be uh, uh, any
2: stopping this. Zero.
1: Yeah. I mean, there. There's certainly no interest, and in, and you won't see any pushback from the left in in the federal at the federal level saying, "Well, we can't afford that." It's like that refrain, that statement doesn't exist. That's right. uh, They can print
2: money until it's worthless, Uh, but in the state, we can't do that, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong.
1: Got to balance the budget. That's
2: right. We have a balanced budget, but I have to say uh, I'm worried, just like everybody else. We don't know what they're going to do. I think that the ultra-left, the Bernie Sanders and the ACOs, I think they're running the party. Seems like it. And, uh, you know, we have a long way to go with with the federal government, and and we have got to hold strong on state government. The, our state government in every state is what's going to hold back from some of the crazy moves they're going to make.
1: Well, from a conservative's perspective, we really don't have any chance of pushing conservative principles and values at the federal level. Our only option, frankly, is to try to push as much as we can uh, that that is consistent with conservative values at the state and local level. That's, That's right. our only option at this point.
2: That's all we have.
1: And, and hopefully show that that is the best model and uh, see if we can't flip uh, at least the House and maybe the Senate at the midterms That's to right. kind of get things back to a point where you're a little bit more limited on how much damage you can wield on the country. I think that's
2: why they're in a hurry. They know it may change. I agree.
1: I totally agree. So, uh, another piece of legislation that is, uh, I think, under consideration now by the House if I'm not mistaken, having passed the Senate is the Fairness Act. Is that where the status is? At it this is. Point? Yeah. Um,
2: what happened in the House was we I found a uh vehicle to stick it in, which okay. nobody was thrilled about, but it, it was I did uh amend a bill and put it in the bill and uh, so they have a version of it. I prefer their version because I amended it. It had to go very small and concise. Gotcha. So, uh, And it passed uh, relatively uh, down party lines in, in the House. But um, the Fairness Act is the right thing to do, and yep. we need to do that. Uh, and I, I see it having no problems in the House. So we will have that bill this year.
1: And so just to remind our, our listeners, our audience, the Fairness Act, authored by Senator Angela Hill over on the Senate side, essentially compels uh, schools to organize their sports consistent with biological genders. And and it would require an athlete to participate in uh, that particular sport that uh, also aligns with their biological gender as opposed to the executive order the president signed. Uh, The first day, frankly, he was seated, that would, in fact, allow athletes in schools to uh, play in the sports based on how they identify from a gender perspective. Right.
2: And can you imagine Mississippi State female basketball having to play against a LeBron James? No. I mean, come on. No. Uh, it's not fair, and in Connecticut, we've all heard yep. a whole bunch of their state champions are transgender, which, you know, be what you want to be, but uh, we want to be fair.
1: Yeah, exactly. And that uh, there I don't know if you've seen their photos floating around. You may have seen them right now on the Internet of um, – I think it's a community college in Santa Clara, California, playing basketball. We might tweet those out. I caught them and actually downloaded them. But there's a, a transgender athlete, Mission College, by the way, and uh, looking at a photo of it now, and it's a, it's a transgender athlete on the girls' basketball team, and, and he, she is 6'8", six, eight. Six, eight and is it is a male i mean it's built like a male and walking past uh his teammates there his her i'm not sure of the proper pronoun there and then there's another one where he's shooting the basketball and he's like 4 feet it would be it would be like You know, me playing with a first-grader kind of deal. That's what it looks like. How
2: proud would you be to beat them?
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I I don't get it. And that's crazy in my view. A lot of
2: people, I will tell you, when I handled the bill on the House floor, said, Why are we doing this? We don't have this problem in Mississippi. I promise you we will.
1: Yeah, we will. Somebody will intentionally challenge it is what will happen. And then the question, Representative Curry, is... How does this square with the federal mandates? That that becomes, and I asked uh, uh, Senator Hill about that, and I mean, the cure is, you got to go to court, you know, to see what Always. happens. <laughs> Always got to go to court, and we'll see where that shakes out. Is it just not absurd that in this country we're even having to deal with this stuff?
2: And it shouldn't be the president making that decision.
1: Correct. Exactly. Shouldn't be. Shouldn't be. And and I'm okay, frankly. If states wanted to decide, you know, you don't like that, move out of that state. That's I think right. we would benefit from that, because I think I haven't seen any polls, but I gotta believe the vast majority of Americans support the notion that males ought to play sports with males and females ought to play sports with females. And I've said on the air here one of the reasons we can't sort of unify our country is because we have such little in common from a policy perspective and a, and a uh, just a philosophical perspective. But heck, if we can't agree on how many genders there are, how, how can we do anything besides <laughs> That's
2: right. that? That's right. I agree.
1: It's crazy. So uh, briefly before we go here, got a couple of minutes. What other key legislation have you got your eye on?
2: Well, I've I've been working on some um, hospice and public health things. I'm a nurse, sure. so yep. uh, doing some of those things. And uh, I have also been working on our state parks. You know, we've neglected them for so long. Yep. And some of the legislation I hate has has died that would help them. So we're st- still looking for ways. We have beautiful state parks, and we should have never let them get in the shape they're in.
1: Yeah. So is that of uh, those measures that you're personally involved in authoring? I have out authored of house? Yeah.
2: several of them. One that I thought was the best was taking only three million dollars of the lottery money, yeah. putting it in state parks every year, and let them eventually get them where they need to be, not raising taxes.
1: What's yeah exactly? What's the attitude towards that? Do well, you
2: you're taking away from roads and education. Yeah but our state parks. Yeah, where I, everybody goes. Yeah, yeah. I just
1: it's hard. And and I think again folks need to consider the economic impact of having poorly maintained parks versus well-maintained parks.
2: Tourism is a huge industry in our state and we want people to come and spend their money.
1: It's why Florida doesn't have an income tax.
2: That's right. Here we go. <laughs>
1: Representative Becky Curry from House District 92, Capaya Lawrence in Lincoln Counties. Thanks so much for coming in today. Thank
2: you. I'm so glad to be on your show. I'm glad
1: to have you. We'll do it again. <laughs> All right. Stay with us folks. We'll be back with more on the JT Show.
11: You know when reality sets in and you hear those words, we're moving, creates lots of emotions. their home sold in just days and for $2,500 over the list price. Lee Garland gives you the options like instant cash offer with no showings, no repairs or hassles, just cash. So after you utter the words, we're moving, call my friend Lee Garland of the Garland Group of EXP Realty. 601-983-1130. And check them out online at LeeWillBuyIt.com. That's LeeWillBuyIt.com.
14: Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and 0% interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the tractor store in Richland. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
15: There is. Colony Bistro
7: and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
12: Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. This is JT. If you're like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks. 1-800-647-8540 or on the web. MajesticMetalsInc.com.
7: From luxury hotels to homeowners, bath fitter in Ridgeland
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. The state is in two processes of gathering damage assessments after last week's winter storms.
16: One is for public assistance, and that is for local governments, water systems, etc., and those governmental entities, and then the other is individual assistance.
15: So those are kind of running simultaneously. Mema director Stephen McCraney says about 52 counties have declared a local state of emergency and a myriad of cities within them, and the death toll unfortunately could rise. With cautious optimism, state leaders are touting the fact that we've gone 17 straight days with less than a thousand new COVID cases, but state epidemiologist Dr. Paul Byers cautions those
9: numbers could change. You know, the, the lower numbers that we saw last week and the early part of this week uh, may be impacted by access to testing
19: last week and certainly by reporting.
15: I'm
9: Kelly Bennett.
19: Hello, I'm Will Noble from Moirin, Mississippi. I'm proud to be a catfish farmer. And being selected as Mississippi's Catfish Farmer of the Year means a lot to me. I pride myself in raising healthy fish for you to enjoy. And they were raised right here in America. So please make sure you and your family are receiving the best U.S. farm-raised catfish. This message is brought to you by the Catfish Institute. For more information, visit uscatfish.com.
24: Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done, and hurry because Ford Truck Month is an event you don't want to miss.
0: JT and Rhino, faces made for radio. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi.
1: JT Show, Super Top Mississippi. Really appreciate Representative Becky Curry coming in today. That was that was good. Enjoyed her discussing the various bills floating around. And and of course we started with this look, this income tax deal is just a big deal. And it's it's sweeping, uh, as sweeping a bill as we have had, I think, flow through our legislature in some time. Lee Sinclair of Mississippi says all people need to pay sales tax, including people on food stamps, or whatever they call it now. And so sales taxes uh, are charged, levied on those purchases, even when they use sales tax to pay for them. Uh, excuse me, food stamps to pay for them. She also says you can no longer write off business or travel expenses, and you have to have 12k plus to write off donations. Not true. You absolutely can write off business travel. What you can't do is there's certain entertainment expenses that you can no longer write off. Not travel. You get on an airplane to go visit a client. that's an expense. That's a legitimate deductible business expense. And of course, that flows through uh, the company, if, if the company's paying for it. Yeah, you have to have 12K because, again, the uh, standard deduction at the federal level increased. You get 12,000, even if you only spent two. Or zero. So that's a net benefit is the way that works. Yeah, including charitable contributions and so forth. Yeah, that's right. If you make zero charitable contributions and have zero travel expenses, you get $12,000 from the federal government we're talking about now. So just keep that in mind. Yeah, just double-check. Snap doesn't pay sales tax. Okay, so federal law prohibits states uh, from assessing. uh, Well, that's because that makes sense because federal government's paying the tab; they'd be paying sales tax. I I get it. Okay, thanks for correcting that. The um, higher sales tax will let tourists and the ones who deal in cash help pay our bills. Frank and Wesson says that. What are the changes in sales tax for vehicles? I think we uh, five to seven percent is the way that works. That would be under the proposed bill here. 5 to 7% on vehicles. And I know there's a lot of focus on that, but that, again, that's an intermittent purchase. It's not like stuff you're buying every day. Mike from Brandon, my mother's 85 on fixed income, and her grocery expenses are next to nothing. Okay. So she... I, I, I'd be curious to know. I appreciate that, Mike. Uh, if you don't mind, how how much does she, in fact spend as a percentage of her of her income. Be curious to know how that works. By the way, the phone lines are open, eight 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 zero eight eight six three seven. 808 8637 Kind of a habit. Forget that we got that going on the last month. Give us a call. I sure would like to hear from the person in Monticello, I can't remember their name, that wanted to talk about why this would kill small, uh, small towns, I think was his assertion. Uh, so... Uh, what does your mother at eighty five? What does she spend her money on? Is it if it's rent, then there's no sales tax on that. Uh, if it's you know just other items that are non grocery related, there there is an inc- increase, as we talked about, two and a half percent. So we'll see. I, I'd like to hear from you on that, Mike. So will Sam's Club have two different sales taxes? What's meant by that? That's from David and Sochi.
3: I mean, yeah, any. Retailer would have to have two separate sales tax for grocery and non-grocery oh, yeah. items.
1: Yeah, so it, that's all based on the UPC code, the, the SKU, uh, stock keeping unit, as it's scanned. Yeah, that's pretty easy. You set that up in all those automated systems. So, right, it would apply a different rate. Absolutely. Uh, Paul in Greenville says, don't a lot of seniors receive SNAP? Yeah, I think they do. And so, as, as Rhino has uh, pointed out, not subject to sales tax. Presently, if they pay out of pocket for their groceries, that's a different situation. Uh, Richard from Wiggins sent a uh, a GIF that got a guy on a moped driving down the road. Says, "Let's go." Are they going to raise taxes on my moped? <laughs> Interesting. Seniors are more prevalent to taking more meds than younger population. True, and there's no tax on prescription drugs. Already been through that. State employees can get another job. I'm not sure. Too easy to raise taxes in the future. This is Matt Rose. I know Matt. West Point. State employees can get another job. I'm not following what he means by that.
3: That was talking about the the state employees complaining that their sales tax would go up and they haven't received a raise.
1: Oh, I see. But their income tax is going down. Well, you got, so there's a lot of tax coming in where everybody's failing to recognize and consider the fact that income taxes are going down. You make $50,000 a year, which is more than household income, uh, then you're not going to pay any taxes. A $100,000, as it married, filing file joint, you pay no taxes. We got Thomas from Greenwood. He's just calling in to aggravate. And uh, go right ahead and start aggravating there, Thomas.
25: <laughs> you know, I'm not against a consumption tax okay. or fair tax or anything. I, I I like the idea, but given that we are a conservative state, this really needs to include a reduction in the size, scope, and spending of government rather than a raising of tax to make the bill revenue neutral. I mean think about how much easier of a sale this would be if if we were only talking about raising the sales tax one percent and we were let we would let that, that other one and a half percent come from the Cuts in government spending.
1: What would you cut? What would you cut, Thomas? What would you cut?
25: Cut the number of school district administrations. I mean,
1: how much would that say? How much would that say? Well,
25: I'll have to do the math on it. cut the number of school districts. And I'm not trying. Again, I'm not trying to.
1: Again, I'm going to aggravate you a little bit. I, I, I hear you, and I agree with you. I'm always for cutting spending. We got to have the math. If people, okay, don't, cool. if people have got to prepare some models, it's just like jumping to this conclusion that, oh my gosh, the seniors are going to get killed on this. Okay, maybe, but can somebody provide the math to support that? I want to see no, a typical senior showing their income, showing their, their spending, how they spend it, groceries versus other items, versus vehicles, and how often they buy vehicles. <laughs> this has all got to be included in a decision-making model. And the same thing is true for uh, true here for cutting spending at the state level. Absolutely. I think there's opportunities to cut spending at the state level. Is it doable and practical to start consolidating school districts? Uh, I tell you, you start talking to people out there about that, Well, they, they spent 20 if,
25: years ago, Gerard. If
1: they find out that it means their school district's going to be consolidated with another one, they'll tell you no. I'm not willing to do that to cut expenses. I'm talking about administrative
25: consolidation, not school district consolidation. I'm talking about cutting the number of districts in half. Right. Consolidating schools in half. I'm talking about just cutting the number of chiefs
1: up the top. Right, but that and would require consolidation, Thomas. I mean, if you, if you you t- let's take here in, in my county of Madison. We've got Madison County Schools, and we've got Canton Public Schools. And there's been a proposal to combine those two. And so, right. okay, and okay if you do that, gonna you're going to end up... School? You're you going to end, end up with one. With one. With one superintendent. Right. You're going to end with Instead one superintendent and, and one, uh, one administrative office. But yeah. if you go to the people of Madison County and ask them if they're for that, they'll tell you no. Absolutely tell you no. We had an election here uh, in the House of Representatives where uh, one of those uh, candidates said that he was for that. He got soundly defeated really on the basis of making that statement right here on this air
25: well we're going to have fun with this because i'm sure there's one senator at least one senator who's going to amend this bill to keep the reduce to keep the elimination of the income tax and remove the increase of the sales tax and then we'll get to see sprawl fireworks and see where the rubber meets the road and we'll see where people actually stand or whether they are actually a conservative or whether they're a rhino. I mean, and, it, it's going to be fun to watch. Like I say, I'm not against the bill in its current form at all. Yeah, I just, I, I think that it, it, it's time we have a conservative, super, a, a Republican, supermajority in Mississippi. Let's see the benefit of it, because this bill could pass with the, with the House. Yeah. And it, or a Democrat governor would sign it, just like a Republican governor would sign This bill is not conservatism. I want to see some. I want to know that us doing the work with Mississippi Democrat Republicans it's going to pay off.
1: Yeah, so I, just doing the quick math, that would mean cut. If we if we cut the income tax and didn't have any commensurate increase in sales taxes, just doing the quick math in my head on that, at an aggregate level now, again, just, just quick aggregate estimate, sort of, $400 million of cuts would be required. That's in a, a $5.8 billion general fund budget. Uh, so you, so then what you're saying is, let's look for $400 million dollars of cuts, uh, and, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Remember, $900 million or so of that is Medicaid. If you've got it's some ideas bill, on billable. that... I can, okay. Well, well I, I can live on this. The government can live on this. I mean, they I work for us. I'd love to see you. send me your model, and we'll talk about it on the air. I want to see your model. Go through every line item of the budget and show exactly how much you would cut spending and show exactly how much you would cut and what specifically you would cut to achieve those savings. Is it people? Is it buildings? Is it insurance? Is it whatever it is? And, of course, mostly it's people. It's where a lot of those expenses come from. Who do you want to tell you're no longer employed? And you'd lose a lot of teachers, of course. It's part of that, because that's a major expense. You know, education, what, 55% of our general fund budget. And a lot of that is teacher pay. Not superintendents in administration. That's just, it's de minimis. The
8: time is now. The savings are huge. The The place place is Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi. That's right. It's the best time to save like never before on your next new vehicle during the Overstock Sales Event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. We're receiving truckloads of new Mitsubishis and we need to move our current inventory. This means big savings to you right now. Pay just $189 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi G4s. That's $189 per month. And pay only $299 per month on new 2020 Mitsubishi Outlander Sports. Bad credit, no credit, no problem. Our credit specialists work hard to get you approved no matter your past credit history. 100% credit approval is our number one goal. Bring in your current vehicle and we'll give you the best possible price for it even if you don't buy a new one from us. Come save like never before during our overstock sales event at Ridgeland Mitsubishi where nobody walks away because everybody saved. 1860 East County Line Road. Call 896-9600 today or visit RidgelandMitsubishi.com Remember, you're approved at Ridgeland Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi G4, stock number 1709, outlander stock number 1712 1999 down 2.9% for 84. months. c dealer for the tails credit. I like a bed that's really firm. I need something a little softer than that. Rest easy. With the Sleep Number 360 smart
0: bed, you can both adjust your comfort with your sleep number setting.
10: Can
14: it really help me fall asleep faster?
0: Yes, by gently warming
10: your feet. Okay, but can it help keep us asleep? It senses your movements and automatically adjusts to keep you effortlessly comfortable. Sleep Number, proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. Don't miss the final days to save 50% on the Sleep Number 360 limited edition smart bed. Plus special financing on all smart beds ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.
15: this is
19: the midday agri-market report tom vilsack received strong bipartisan support in his confirmation vote even as his nomination drew criticism in some progressive circles vilsack received a strong vote of confidence in the u.s senate from republicans as president joe biden's pick for agriculture secretary was confirmed 92 to 7 vote he received strong bipartisan support in his confirmation Among the GOP backers was Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and Senator John Boozman of Arkansas, the ranking member of the Senate Agricultural Committee. Among the Republicans voting against Vilsack's confirmation was Ted Cruz of Texas, Josh Hawley of Missouri, Rand Paul of Kentucky, Marco Rubio of and Rick Scott of Florida and Dan Sullivan of Alaska. On the opposite side, among those voting against him was Bernie Sanders of Vermont. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network.
20: When it comes to
19: weed control, I'm
20: looking for results. That's why I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop system. It controls more weeds than any other cotton system. And with up to 14 days of soil activity on certain small seeded broadleaf weeds, my fields are set up for long lasting protection from Palmer pigweed, mare's tail, and other tough to control weeds. With the triple tolerance of BullGuard 3 Extend Flex Cotton to dicamba, glyphosate, and glufosinate, I'm getting three modes of action to help keep my fields clean. When you put it all together, I'm getting flexibility, advanced weed control, and proven performance. That's why the Roundup Ready Extend crop system is the number one choice for so many of us. For me, the choice is easy. I choose results. I choose the Roundup Ready Extend crop
21: system. Claims are based on approved EPA herbicide labels as of October 2020. Pair with a strong weed management program. Always read and follow IRM where applicable. Grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions.
0: Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM. Super Talk Mississippi. JT and Rhino, the JT Show. What is wrong with you people? Super Talk Mississippi.
1: Back the JT Show Super Talk Mississippi. Jr. in Starkville, by the way, says there's only one correct, in off caps, answer. What is that, Jr.? Uh, let us know. Who was it that did text us from Monticello that was uh, s- suggesting that this bill would kill small towns? Sure, would like to hear from that uh, that person. I'm curious to know... It Dave. He said he tried to call. You didn't call in the right segment, Dave. uh, We'll let him call now. 888-808-8637. When are they going to do something about vehicle tags, which are too high? That's Lee and Benton. Yeah. I mean, it's just a question of... you got to have... Most people, I think, would agree you need some form of government. I I, I don't know. I know there's some anarchists out there, but it does cost money to operate the government. Nobody rails more against, I feel like, taxes here on the air than me. Um, And I am especially highly critical of the federal government, which dwarfs the amount you pay in state taxes, frankly. And the ridiculous spending, reckless spending habits we're seeing in Washington are just insanity and are deeply troublesome, but like Representative Curry said, they are not compelled at the federal level to balance the budget, thus $30 trillion in debt. We're seeing yields raise, uh, increase on the 10-year Treasury. That's wreaking havoc on the market. You're going to see... As a result, mortgage rates go up, and it's all because of the expectation of inflation. Dave from Monticello, now joining us, wants to talk about how the tax bills killing small towns. Thanks for calling in, Dave. I just wanted to give you a you're chance. Absolutely. Thank you.
5: Well, no, yeah. sir. You're absolutely welcome. Thank you for, for, for letting me uh, say, say what I want to say. You bet. So I was the mayor of Monticello for 20 years. Okay. So I chose not to seek re-election in the last election. I currently work in the Economic Development Office for the county. And, listen, I love, I love cutting taxes as much as anybody else. But you've got, you've got to look at the details. You know, the proof is in the pudding, as they would say. So, first off, you're actually going to hurt people you, you say you're going to try to help because the majority of your people that, um, you're, you're, that are paying are in groceries. Let's just talk to the grocery part first. You're going to cut that down to 3.5%. And you're saying we're going to help people be able to spend more money. Well, the majority of the people that uh, that's going to really help are people that aren't paying any sales tax on food because they're on food stamps. Those people also pay very little state income tax. So you're not really saving them much money, but they're going to pay more money on everything else. You're actually hurting them more than you're helping. So how does that hurt a city? Well, and again, your bigger cities are going to be able to absorb it. Your smaller rural communities that rely on the sales tax diversion are going to get hammered by this. In Monticello, they bring in a, approximately 40000 plus or minus a month in their sales tax diversion.
6: Mm-hmm.
5: About 65% of that 40000 plus or minus comes from groceries. So when you drop that to 3.5%, now remember, people on food stamps are paying zero right now right. on groceries. Right. So people like me and you who are paying the full 7%, yeah, it's going to help me a little bit. I've got, I'm going to admit it's going to help me personally. <laughs> But it's going to devastate the city's income, and, when the, and the and the argument is, but we're raising everything else to nine and a half. Well, that's great. In small communities, we don't have new uh, car dealerships, we don't have uh, a tractor supply places, we don't have numerous jewelry stores, and and car. We, we got a couple dollar stores, a one local owned jewelry store, uh, uh, with two pharmacies. We've got uh, a couple of fast food restaurants, and, and, and I'm of the bulk of the sales tax. That's not going to make up the lost revenue that the city's going to get when you cut the groceries down to three and a half. So, so what's the next thing? That means the city, just to get income back to where they were, not to keep up with inflation, not to add any new services, just to get back to where they were, they're gonna to have to raise property tax, not one year, two years, but probably three, four, or five years, just to get back to where they were in the lost revenue. So now we're gonna be able to tout, well we don't have any state income tax, but property taxes have gone through the roof. We're not gonna attract anybody with high property tax rates either. So so cutting it to three and a half is actually going to hurt. If you drop it down to about five and a half and raise everything else to nine and a half, now you're probably going to get that city pretty close to even to where they were before you cut out the income tax and everybody still wins. So I just I thought you needed to know that.
1: No, so basically uh, just to kind of summarize your your argument is that the vast majority of the diversions and by the way for the benefit of our audience di- tax diversions that's the amount of sales tax that that are levied and paid uh, to uh, collected by the state, essentially, and then there's a piece of it that's diverted back to the cities based on the location of the purchase. That's what a diversion is. And I know we just got a second here before we go, but uh, I think your argument then, uh, Dave, is that because an outsized amount of those diversions is generated from the sale of groceries in the small cities versus the sale of the other products and services where the tax rate is being raised, this will cause a reduction of the diversion. To the city. Correct. Okay. So I just want to kind of summarize that for our our listeners. All right. So here's what I can tell you. It's my understanding that the legislation is supposed to make the city's whole somehow on this. And I got to dig into that, but I just want to leave you with that thought. We got to go. Appreciate you calling, Dave. We'll talk about it more. Coming back uh, after the break, we've got Stephen Utroska. He's the director of Americans for Prosperity in Mississippi.
0: You're listening to WFMN Flora Jackson,
1: Super Talk, Mississippi,
0: powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com.
22: Fox News, I'm Chris Foster. The White House is publicly standing by her, but one of President Biden's cabinet nominees is on thin ice, in part because of a history of mean tweets about some Republicans and progressive Democrats.
10: Senate committees have postponed votes on Neera Tanden's nomination to lead the White House Office of Management and Budget. Democrat Joe Manchin is opposed to Tanden's confirmation. A handful of other Democrats have
22: not signaled how they will vote, and without any Republican support, Tanden cannot win confirmation. Fox's Jared Halburn. The House is expected to vote Friday on President Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus financial relief and stimulus plan. House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy says it's too costly, corrupt, and too liberal.
9: Republicans want to work together as we have before. But unfortunately, the times have changed here. The American Rescue Plan has bipartisan support across the nation. And that's New York Democrat Hakeem Jeffries.
22: America's listening to Fox News.
10: As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security. 601-898-3105.
14: Call today. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the tractor store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to say more with Mahindra, and it all starts with zero. Pay zero down, and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models. With tractors that deliver more lift capacity fuel efficiency and built-in weight so get zero down zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra the world's number one selling tractor Mahindra available at the tractor store in Richland this is
12: JT. If you like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954 and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks 1-800-647-8540 or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com.
6: I'm
15: Kelly Bennett and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Coast Mayor resigned this morning and pled guilty to one federal charge of wire fraud. Former Moss Point Mayor Mario King and his wife were originally charged with 13 counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to defraud the government for using money from a charity event for their own expenses. He's facing 30 months in federal prison and fines up to $125,000. His wife is facing five years in prison, but the recommended sentence is probation only. While he supports the purpose of the bill, Governor Tate Reeves was critical of the legislation passed by the House that would eliminate the state income tax while raising the sales tax.
14: The goal that the House leadership says that they have of eliminating the income tax is one that we strongly share, and and, and I'm very glad for that. I think the, the pieces of that particular plan uh, that raise taxes on individuals are problematic. I'm Kelly Bennett.
23: Hey, y'all know that Mississippians love the great outdoors, right? Well, the time has come to invest in the future of Mississippi's greatest asset, our natural resources. And we can do this now with the passage of House Bill 1231. This landmark legislation creates an outdoor stewardship trust fund by using proceeds from existing sporting goods sales without raising any taxes. The trust fund will improve outdoor recreation, protect clean water, and promote agriculture conservation efforts and forestry opportunities. opportunities and preserve our natural resources for future generations. So if your passion is hunting whitetail bucks or fishing the coastal marsh for redfish and specks, or just enjoying the outdoors with family and friends, then we all realize the importance of preserving nature as the heartbeat issue affecting our quality of life. So call your state senator and Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman and ask them to vote for House Bill 1231 because Mississippians love the great outdoors. Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Steward
15: The Department of Health is reporting its highest new case total of the week. The latest report of 669 new COVID-19 cases brings the state's
10: total up to just under 292,000. As eligibility opens for teachers and first responders, Mississippi has surpassed 500,000 administered
13: doses of the vaccine.
15: African Americans account for a third of Mississippi's population, but they're running a 17% vaccination rate. Dr. Dan Edney with the Mississippi Coronavirus Task Force says they're trying to get those numbers up. A lot of that has
20: to do with the need for the drive throughs to get our numbers up quickly, which mm-hmm. is not as conducive for our African-American population. So we're looking at other routes.
15: And this isn't just a Mississippi issue. Vaccination rates among the African-American community are lower nationwide. I'm Kelly Bennett, talk Mississippi News.
17: Mississippians want a medical marijuana program supported by doctors and patients. That's why 74% of Mississippi voters approved Initiative 65, the Doctors and Patients Medical Marijuana Initiative. And it's why they voted down the Politicians Initiative that would have postponed medical marijuana here in Mississippi. Now, the politicians who oppose medical marijuana outright are up to some new tricks. The politicians in Jackson are trying to pass a fake medical marijuana bill to thwart the will of Mississippians. They just won't learn. We passed medical marijuana last fall, so patients who suffer from debilitating medical conditions can stop suffering. It's the will of the people. Call your legislator, 601-359-3770. Tell them you want medical marijuana like you voted for, not the politician's scheme to stop it. Patients who suffer can't wait. Paid for by Mississippians for compassionate care.
6: Tune
7: in to Good Things With Me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m. Right here on Super Talk Jackson
0: 97.3. The JT Show on Super Talk, Mississippi. Real Talk for real Mississippians. Now, here's your host, JTJT. JT.
1: everyone the jt show back with you super talk mississippi rolling into the afternoon here on this what day is it rhino now in the studio thanks for that steven utroska the director of americans for prosperity of the state of mississippi Good afternoon, Stephen. Thanks for coming in. Gerard. thanks for having me. Always good to be on with you. You bet. So I'm sure you've heard a little bit of the conversation this morning about uh, the income tax bill, kind of front and center, uh, down at the Capitol these days, transmitted over to the Senate now, having passed the House. AFP's position on it.
26: Yeah, uh, our position on it is it's not perfect. It's not a perfect bill. No bill is perfect. Uh, nothing that gets passed is perfect at least. Yeah. Um look, it's a step in the right direction. I, I really applaud the speaker and the house members that, that voted for this bill. I applaud them on uh starting the conversation on eliminating income tax in Mississippi. It's a conversation that a lot of people have been talking about for several years now. Uh it's not uh a conversation that has turned into action. Uh so I really applaud them. There's a lot of problems with the bills. Uh it's yeah, it's not a perfect bill. Uh, it's over in the Senate now. Uh, we certainly hope that the Senate will take the bill and uh, we'll, we'll use that as an avenue to eliminate the income tax. I mean, that's what we want. Uh, I think that there's ways they can do that in the bill. I think that there's uh, amendments they can make to better this. Uh, the, you know, I've been in the Capitol all morning. Yeah. Uh, what I'm hearing is the Senate's looking at killing it. Uh, I think that that would be the wrong thing to do. Uh, I think that they could take this bill and make some changes to it and uh, actually eliminate income tax in Mississippi and and give people more money that they've earned back in their pockets. Uh, So you know, the last thing I want to do is see this bill die a horrible death. Uh, What I want to see is that the the Senate will also join the conversation. Uh, Everybody's been talking about income tax elimination. Let the Senate join the conversation. Let them correct this bill, fix this bill, make it a good bill, and let's see it happen this year.
1: So, why do you think the Senate? What's what's the kind of the objections you hear? Yeah, I mean, some of the same. I mean, we we have objections to to parts of the bill. Uh,
26: You know, we would certainly rather see instead of just a a straight, uh, neutral uh, revenue bill, we would like to see some cuts. Uh, And I think you can um, certainly. There's just like you said earlier. You know, there's where do we make the cuts? There's a lot of. there's a lot of uh, places that we could look to make cuts. There's not a lot of places that just jump out and say, hey, you know, this is an easy cut to make. Um, I think a better solution, other than I certainly think there are cuts, we can make cuts. I think a better solution for uh, getting income tax in is uh, let, let's improve our economy. And how do we do that? Well, on this bill, you know, the first $1.3 billion is a straight Swap it's a you know uh, income tax to sales tax swap one point three billion dollars. The remaining six hundred million uh, would be st- you know basically stepped down through revenue triggers. As the economy appro- improves, uh, we would uh, you know then increase that uh, deduction for income until there basically is no income tax anymore. And they're going to do that through uh, you know revenue that's brought into the state through improving the economy. So I, you know, I think it's. I think it's, again, the bill addresses that, says we can do it. The House acknowledges that they think on the, you know, the last $600 million of this income tax, we can do it
1: that way. Uh, let's look at doing that from the very beginning. We just don't seem to have that uh, incorporated that much in the discussion is what this could mean to uh, our economic output and just growth of our economy. As I said earlier, we're losing population. Again, sick of that. We've got our neighboring states gaining population. I think the exception may be Louisiana, which is fairly level. What are they doing, and we're not? And people are moving from other areas of the country, and they're they're seeking a more palatable environment. Uh, certainly from an economic perspective.
26: Yeah, and on, you know, so we're raising you know the the effective sales tax to nine point five percent. If you look at uh, Louisiana. Arkansas, Tennessee—if you look at their effective sales tax, uh, not just the the standard statewide sales tax, but their effective sales tax—they have uh, in those states—they're at that nine or nine and a half percent level. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that I want to see a tax increase in sales tax, but based on what the Speaker and the House were looking at, is that would bring us you know, basically in line with what our sister states already have. And that would put us uh, only the second one, Tennessee being the first, to not have income tax. Right. So I see the position in that, and I see you know where they're coming uh, from doing that. Um, yeah, you know, I, I do want to. I want to make a mention. Uh, you know, Dave, uh, Dave Nichols. You know, he and I are, are friends uh, down in Monticello. Uh, I'm friends with his uh, his son-in-law and daughter, and uh, so he and I have had many discussions. Uh, I do want to make a, a correction to him that uh, in this bill, it does have uh, the diversion uh, from grocery tax for local uh, municipalities that will increase, and that's in the bill. It has that in the bill that it increases, uh, just as um, the there's a step down for the grocery tax, and as that grocery Taxes step down. The diversion percentage that will come back to local municipalities actually does increase, so that it is an even wash. So there's no, uh, there, there really is no concern from the bills' perspective that there will be, you know, this huge loss of municipalities from this grocery
1: tax. And we should be clear that this wasn't done overnight. It wasn't done in a vacuum. There, there was uh, a lot of outside, frankly advice and, and consulting on this i think the tax foundation if i yeah. is that yeah. it was yeah was...
26: yeah there were multiple uh, yeah. conservative organizations that were working at this and I, I think that this i think that it's based in conservative um, policy positions yeah. I, I think that there were some things that you know that that they did probably just uh what they saw that they had to do to get it passed uh, but look, it's a three-fifths bill, it's a revenue bill. You have to get three-fifths. Um, you know, in the House, we have, you know, barely a three-fifths barely Republican. Yep. And so, uh, if you lose just a couple of them, it's out. Yeah. You know. So, and we lost one. We lost we, one. We had, we had one Republican uh, defect uh, on this bill, and so. Uh, I think that they they put some things in it that not everybody agrees with. Some things that we don't agree with. Yeah. Uh, to to build at least start that conversation. Um, you know, go and so like I said, I, I applaud the speaker. I think the speaker and uh, the House members. Uh, it's not perfect, but I think they started uh, the ball rolling to get something done. Uh, and so I hope the Senate will not just kill this bill, uh, but will uh, take that in consideration, and see what changes can we make. You know, it's easy to be on the other side of this and just say it's a terrible bill and let's kill it. Yeah, you know, but then how do you yeah you know, you're just killing it. and then what are you going to do about it
1: yeah you know? and i just i don't get it it's it's kind of hard to believe that you got super majorities in both houses and you got one that n- not only gets all the republicans they are talking about super majorities for the republicans all the republicans in the house except one and then you also peel off nine democrats and an independent and then we go over to the senate and we can't even get all the Republicans. It's uh kind of it's an interesting dynamic, I think. Yeah, I think there's some political uh yeah. dynamics Imagine there too. That. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
26: So uh I you know, I hate to say this, but I, I think that uh some people's uh, positions aren't always uh in the interest of uh the constituents of Mississippi. Uh but you know it's it's a back and forth. I mean, it's a political game that they like to play and it, it you know, I think it always affects and hurts Mississippians. Uh so like I said I we're not a fan, uh, you know, of some of the items in the bill, but I think it's something started. I think with that six hundred million on the tail end of it, that uh, the house sees as something we can reduce through economic growth, uh, with with triggers. And I, you know, I think triggers, as long as they're set at uh, you know a level that we can actually attain, uh, I think triggers are fine. You know, there's no issue in put triggers in there. And I think the the one point five percent trigger that's in this uh, bill is something that it very easily we can uh, obtain. And uh, or attain, and if we do that, then the this you know last six hundred million of income tax is brought down by economic growth and not by increasing taxes. So let, let's open the conversation. Continue this. Let's do that for everybody, though. Let's not raise taxes at all on income. I mean, on sales tax if we can. But let's do it all through a step down, a gradual step down uh, in income tax, and allow that economy to grow over that. So I will mention, I don't, not many people talked about this. Uh, Chris McDaniel has a bill out there. I don't think it, uh, you know, it's in committee. The uh, you know, deadline uh, is today, so it probably won't you know, make it out of committee or floor of the Senate today. Uh, but that's exactly what his bill did. His bill uh, has a step down over ten years. It stepped it down. Um, you know, what allow for the economy to grow. You don't have to increase taxes. You don't have to do anything. But again, the you know the Senate's not even that's an avenue they could use his bill if they wanted to start the conversation. If they want to kill the House bill for political reasons, fine, kill their bill. You know, but you have an avenue to do something, and and they're not doing it.
1: And so with those with those reductions in income tax. Require at least that that the economy produces more revenue as a result of the reduction before the reduction is implemented, or is it just automatic? We're cutting the income tax.
26: Yeah. So his his bill does not have revenue triggers in it, but that would be. I mean, that, that's a, yeah. a very easy fix. That you know, I, I think that he he didn't put those in there for the very fact of he knew that that was coming. You know, let, yeah. let give him that. Sure. You know, so let's yeah. put some revenue triggers in it. So yeah. I, I think he, you know from the very beginning, Chris saw that as something that he planned on doing, but. You know, let's put some revenue triggers in that. Let's work on that bill. At least use that as an avenue to do what you want instead of just killing everything and then saying, oh, we'll worry about it next year.
1: You can hang with us through the break. I can, Before we go, I'm going to make one comment about that. You know what everybody would focus on? It doesn't reduce the grocery tax. That's what they'd see. That piece right there. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The same people that are complaining about this deal. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) We'll be back with more on the JT Show. We've got Stephen Utroska from Americans for Prosperity.
18: The best made to order lunch is right around the corner at 4th and Gold Sports Cafe. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769 208 8283. That's 769 208 8283. Once again, 769 208 8283. With
10: the extreme winter weather that we've had all across Mississippi recently, the blood supply is very low. And now it's critical that Mississippi Blood Services gets more blood on the shelves to ensure that we have what Mississippi patients need. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you today. That's msblood.com. msblood.com.
0: I have
3: Mississippi prisons are in crisis because of extremely long sentences and parole laws that offer no way out. These laws are costing us millions and don't make us any safer. State lawmakers are considering solutions that safely reduce the prison population. They need our support. Without reform, we all pay. Families, communities, and taxpayers. We can fix this crisis, but only if we act now. Paid for by Forward.us. Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with
10: Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on Lakeland Drive.
24: to catch Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State, every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. JT, how provocative
0: can he be? The JT Show. PG-13. Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi.
1: D to a one-hit wonder there. And it's so appropriate for this time period. Science! Follow the science! You know, you think about, i, I got to say this, and I think it's relevant, Stephen, to what we're talking about here. I, I think I'm uh, going to pivot just a tad to COVID here. I think that when it's all said and done, history will show that shutting down the economy, as has been done across this country, to deal with and mitigate the spread will go down as the worst public policy decision in our history. And I'll tell you why. And the more you hear about these bureaucrats absolutely lecturing us, pounding in our head as they have for a year, we've got to follow the science, including the current president, who said he would shut down the economy, and when asked about it back in November, December, or right before the election, I should say, in November, that absolutely, yeah, I would. If they said shut it down, I would. But here's the thing. Is economics not a science? Is cardiology a science? And I say that because how many people now are dealing with more acute heart disease because they couldn't go get their appointment they couldn't get to the doctor for some sort of treatment or checkup how many people are going to die of cancer because it was caught late is that not science the study of cancer the treatment of cancer and other how about psychology how many students are impacted perhaps scarred for life as a result of this and missed critical development uh, a development period in their lives from a from a psychological in mental development perspective, is that not science? I just had to digress on that. I'm am so, sick of that crap. And but no, no science. That only applies to COVID, to this one disease. Nothing else out there. Science. I say to quote Joe Biden, that's malarkey. <laughs> we were talking off uh, during the break, off the air about every everybody is for lowering taxes. Except in as much as it affects them directly, and that's just the way we function as humans I'm, and I'm not being critical of people like that, but everybody's got to look out of course for their own uh, for their own personal situation. How does this impact me personally and I can tell you from buying companies when when you show up in front of the the team that is uh, part of the company that acquired, or part of the company that got acquired, nobody wants to hear about how great that's going to make the new company. Everybody wants to hear, what does this mean to me? And I learned that after the first wave, I better show up in front of all these people and say, this is what it means to you, this is what it means to you, and so we're painting these broad brushes with respect to this income tax bill, and I'm going to shut up in a second, but we're painting these broad brushes and not considering the big picture. We're focused in and honed in. You guys tell me, how do we make it perfect so that everybody, 100%, is benefited? It's a, there are lots of trade-offs in this. But we don't talk about the more indirect benefits, which is improving our economy, which is making Mississippi a more attractive state to start and, and operate a business to create jobs. I'm sick of paying taxes to send people to these fantastic colleges we have, only to watch them bolt the state the day they get their degree. We will never grow our economy. We will always be stuck with the lowest per capita income and the lowest household income. And if you look at the economic growth in our neighboring states, they're killing us. And that's why. Go ahead. Yep. No,
26: I agree with you. Look, that, that's the thing. So, I, I, you know, a lot of people like to reach out to me. And uh, so, I've, you know, people have reached out to me from several different industries, and so everybody's mad. Like everybody's mad that sales tax is going to go up. You know, if you if you if you sell something manufactured home, if you sell a car, if you sell you know uh, tractors you. or equipment, you know, yeah. It, so those industries are saying this is going to hurt us. You know, effectively our cost on our items that we sell are going up. It's going to affect us. But what they don't see is, you know, look if if we can eliminate the income tax, and grow the economy. And this bill, this bill you know, that, that we have before us, again, it's not perfect, but they show that at least that last $600 million, they expect that to be uh, made up by in- economic growth. So if you're in one of these industries where you're selling something, you think, okay, my you know 2.5% increase in taxes on the item I sell, I'm going to start selling less of it. If we start bringing more people into Mississippi, our economy grows, what's going to have to happen?
1: Buy more cars and manufacture homes. That's what happens. people have to buy more things. Gosh. You know, so
26: if people start coming if we can actually start drawing more people into Mississippi instead of losing them, we draw more people into Mississippi, the economy starts to to flourish, and you know, people have more money in their pockets to buy new things, then yes, it's a two and a half percent increase of tax on, on the item you sell, but you will sell more of them. More people in the state means more sales for whatever item you sell. But, you know, people don't see that. They don't, you know, and and I get it. You know, it's they see this as an attack on their industry. They see this as an attack on your, you know, you're going to kill my sales. You're going to kill my business. Um, But I just don't think that it's going to happen that way. They just don't, you know, they they can't see it. The, The, you know, the forest through the trees kind of thing.
1: Well, and let's not forget from a sales tax perspective, we're just getting in line with the neighboring states. In that respect. Yeah, that's
26: right. Yeah. Um, you know, So if you look at Arkansas, Louisiana, uh, Tennessee, those four states, uh, their effective sales tax rate uh, is around 9 to 9.5%.
1: Alabama's 9.22. I'm looking at so it right Alabama, now. So
26: yeah, so I'll include Alabama into that too. So I mean basically all of our sister states around us are all already in that 9 to 9.5 range. And we would be only the second out of those to have no income tax. So we'd get right in line with them with the increase in sales tax. Uh, but we would only, only match Tennessee with having no uh, income
1: tax. I'll mention this, too. They tax, t- tax uh, di- interest in dividends. Tennessee does tax interest in dividends. They just don't tax... Right, uh, So-called passive income, they that's don't right. pa- well, and, uh, tax active and, income. Yeah, that's a good point. I
26: will say this, is that out of, the, uh, out of the nine states that don't have income tax now, none of those have had a full income tax like Mississippi and then eliminated it. Yeah. So we would be Very the first state in the country to have had income tax and eliminated that. And so I mean that's you know this landmark legislation what I'm not saying this bill is but if we could reduce or eliminate income tax in Mississippi if we could eliminate it in some manner through some legislative action that would be landmark legislation. That would be something that has never happened in any other state and think how many businesses, how many individuals, how many of our own people would want to stay here you know if they no longer had an income tax they would stay here they would you know create jobs create businesses and grow our economy yeah and that's how we can make up some of this you know i, I agree with people people are people are upset that this is a you know a huge increase in sales tax i agree with you yep so let's bring that down or eliminate it you know stair step it just like what we talked about stair step it let the economy grow and reduce income tax
1: yeah i got a i got a text here on the 662 this kind of relevant It says uh, if I win the lottery tonight and choose the annuity and this passes, will the state phase out their cut? Not sure what he's talking about there, but uh, the, uh, it depends on your income, your annuity, amount of your income. You're talking about income tax. Yeah, so so.
26: yeah, I'm not familiar with that. With the annuity, if you choose an annuity, does that mean the state has to get an annuity too, or do they get a uh, – What's well,
1: income tax. I mean, it's subject to income oh, yeah, tax. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it's, that. it's income. So, uh, and it's – and it's and the gaming income is taxed at three percent. By the way, in the state of Mississippi. So it's it's different. It's handled differently. Yeah. So uh, Paul Meridian says I'm an appliance technician. I mean, people won't have a whole lot of choice to either pay the sales tax on a repair. Or they have to go buy something new and then pay the sales tax. I don't I don't see the problem. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point and uh, that that Paul makes. So I think Stephen, I think you and I are in agreement that it's it's uh, these sort of changes. If, in fact, we believe, as we do conservatively, would boost our economy, there's a lot of other benefits that aren't sort of figured into this whole tax equation. It's not absolute dollars; they're not constant absolute dollars.
26: Yeah, that's right. So, you know, we, we've talked about this, and I, I know that you talked about this on the air already. But you know, the exemptions for fifty, the first fifty thousand dollars. So, if you make a hundred thousand dollars as an individual, then you'll save. You know, the five percent on the first fifty, so that's twenty five hundred you'll save. You'll still pay twenty five hundred on the second fifty thousand. Yeah. But you would have to spend your entire a hundred thousand dollar income on something that has a sales tax on it for a hundred thousand dollars times the two point five percent to make twenty five hundred dollars that you got from the
1: exemption. And the speaker talked about that yesterday. I think he used the example of eighty two thousand dollars for a person making fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Well, so. Yeah, I'm with you and it's it's complicated and I think it has a messaging challenge more than anything else. Yeah, I agree
26: with you, but I like I said it's
1: it's the first step in a conversation that we need to agree, con- continue
26: agree. to have. Agree.
1: Appreciate you coming in today. Absolutely. Steve. Thanks, Thanks for a lot, man. Me. We'll do it again. Stephen Utroska, the director of AFP Mississippi. Stay with us. We got half an hour left on the JT show. So, now I-
16: Hi, this is Dale Danks with Danks, Miller, and Corey. With more than 100 years of combined experience, we have the expertise to handle even the most complicated matters. When you need a lawyer to fight for you, don't compromise. Contact us online at DanksMillerCorey.com.
11: Gallo here for AC Experts, where William Overstreet's my go-to guy. Has been for a long time. Family owned, not a franchise. 28 years experience from maintenance to installation, new heating, geothermal systems, and repairs come with a full year warranty. You mentioned my name, he'll take $50 off servicing. William over streets the ac experts 769237 cool or email directly the ac at yahoo.com and on facebook at ac experts or tweet or text me personally i'll be glad to send you the contact the ac experts highly recommended
9: hi i'm john albritton if your diamond seems smaller today than yesterday trade it for a larger
11: stone
8: at albritton's our certified gemologist will give you a generous no obligation appraisal of your diamond which can be applied to your new selection. Whether you choose to remount your existing stone or simply trade it, you'll get the most diamond value at All Britons.
6: Quality and value go hand in hand at All Britons, All Britain's Jewelers.
15: I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. A Coast Mayor resigned this morning and pled guilty to one federal charge of wire fraud. Former Moss Point Mayor Mario King and his wife were originally charged with 13 counts of wire fraud and one count of conspiracy to defraud the government for using money from a charity event for their own expenses. He's facing 30 months in federal prison and fines up to $125,000. His wife is facing five years in prison, but the recommended Sentences probation only. While he supports the purpose of the bill, Governor Tate Reeves was critical of the legislation passed by the House that would eliminate the state income tax while raising the sales tax.
14: The goal that the House leadership says that they have of eliminating the income tax is one that we strongly share and, and, and I'm very glad for that. I think the, the pieces of that particular plan uh, that raise taxes on individuals are problematic. I'm Kelly Bennett.
16: This is Will Primo. I've spent my life outdoors and even made a career out of it. I've learned valuable lessons from being in God's great outdoors. Lessons like how much the health of our natural resources adds to all our lives. I hope you'll join me in supporting House Bill 1231. Your support gives us all a better place to call home and protects our natural resources for future generations. Please call your legislature and Lieutenant Governor Hogan and ask them to support House Bill 1231.
15: Paid for by the Mississippi Outdoor Stewardship Coalition.
0: College baseball is back. Your favorite teams in the best matchups of the season. And nobody covers America's pastime like
11: Sports Talk Mississippi. Afternoons on Super Talk Mississippi. Gallo. The official designation of this state is what, sir? Sash Wednesday. Do you know what I'm giving up? Snow. I'm giving up snow <laughs> and freezing rain. Gallo.
0: Mornings on Super Talk Mississippi. Hey, thanks for hanging out with JT and Rhino. You've got the JT Show. We're glad you came as you are. We just want you to enjoy yourself. Roger that. On Super Talk Mississippi.
1: be pilot I remember that one right oh yeah one hit wonder I got to tell you that's one that'll stick in my head for a while now <laughs> welcome back everyone to the JT show Gerard Rhino in the studio and uh, appreciate Stephen Utroska from AFP. Coming on, I apologize to him for talking a little too much myself. like to get the guests to speak. It's a subject that I know folks can tell I'm very passionate about. But uh, we squared it away at the end. Steven's a good friend, has been for uh, a number of years, does a good job over there. Richard from uh, Wiggins says, So bring on more millennials. Come here where you will be taxed more to pay for people making fifty grand." Oh, I can't wait. Running to Mississippi. Do you follow that logic on that one, Rhino? What's he saying there? What's he mean? I guess he's trying to make a joke.
17: I don't know. I missed know.
3: it, though. I don't know. Let's see. Hang on.
1: Not sure what he's saying there. He's saying
3: basically you're not paying taxes under 50 grand, so if you got bring you. in people, you're paying for them.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Elderly people don't buy that much groceries, not to make up the difference, and over time, groceries will, too. It's just a way to raise taxes. Cars, appliance, everything we buy, that's Kathy and Carth You're not taking into consideration, however, Kathy, that your income taxes are going to be reduced considerably and, for many people, totally eliminated. I understand that doesn't affect the seniors, and you know, all I can tell you is that the folks in the legislature believe this is uh, on the house side, at least. Uh, believe that this is a wash, is my understanding uh, from the seniors with respect to reduction of grocery taxes and the and the slight increase there in uh, in excuse me sales taxes on other items and so forth. So, anyhow, um, let's talk about an extra sales tax. This is on the six six two tax burden that it would put on farms. Two and a half percent on a piece of equipment is a lot, especially with the margins on crops. Correct, except the farmer's going to pay less income taxes. Again, you've got to do a holistic – you have to apply a holistic approach here, folks. You've got to take into consideration the decrease in income taxes to go along with and paired with the increase in sales taxes on some goods and services and the reduction of of sales taxes on groceries. You have to have a a complete model to really see what the the total uh, impact is. Adam and Baldwin says, having to feed four kids, I'd gladly take a grocery tax cut. (laughs) Yeah, so Adam, I'm I'm, uh, probably thinking that groceries consumes uh, an outsized portion of your income, given four kids. That would be my guess there. And so you would probably uh, benefit not only from a reduction of income tax, but a reduction of the grocery tax, even though you may pay more every several years, for example, when you buy a vehicle. Uh, Or if you're a farmer, a piece of farm equipment. Yeah, it's... You know, I I bet there's a lot of people in our our audience, Rhino, that are in favor of the fair tax. You think that's true? A lot of people know about that, the federal fair tax replacing the current progressive income tax system?
3: I think uh, a lot of people would be open to it. I don't know how many of them are well-versed in the the exact details of yeah. it, because, I mean, it's, what, Ron Paul pushing that 25 years ago now when it started, so it's it's kind of died down in the, the pop culture lexicon.
1: It's It's been a libertarian dream agenda item for quite some time, and again, it, it's all about, it's similar and somewhat aligns with this legislation in that it is designed to eliminate income taxes and transition all revenue, to be collected on consumption. Now, in in, the Euro, in Europe, and frankly other nations as well, they have both. They have income taxes, and they have what's called a value-added tax, which is a tax that's added on every step of the supply chain of VAT. And that's, frankly, even been proposed in California to implement in the state of California. It is something the Democrats want to do at the federal level as well. So that would impose... A federal sales tax, you
3: know. And so for perspective, the the VAT in Britain, yeah, the sales tax charged on goods and services, except for food, books, and children's clothes, is twenty percent.
1: Unbelievable, and that's on top of onerous income taxes as well. Uh, so, anyhow. Ron Paul never floated a fair tax. He said zero income tax. Yeah, that's a little different than the fair tax, but the fair tax also, I'm pretty sure, has a component built into it. It's not zero income tax, but it has a component built into Forgive it. Forgive me for not knowing Ron Paul's t- platform when I was three. <laughs> the tax is consumption. <laughs> uh, reduced income tax doesn't offset the increased amount of tax on equipment some companies and farmers have to purchase in their businesses. I know this doesn't apply to everyone. Uh that's on the the 601 again I, i'm i hear you and i'm not disputing you i want to see a model please some you know somebody if you've got that you sound like this listener does you have some first hand experience with that that'd be great you know uh sh- show us how that would affect a, a situation where say a farmer is uh, bearing an additional expense in the form of of uh, sales tax on farm equipment and assets versus the decrease in uh, their income taxes. Love to see that. I, and I, I, I hope, Rhino, that the folks down there at the legislature have been modeling that sort of stuff. I know this has been brewing a while, and, and, I, and I think in having numerous conservative think tank groups and, and, um, and analysts involved in the, the design of this bill, I've got to believe that that has been the case. So. Uh, Rob from Pontotoc says, Just say a luxury tax may be easier to understand. Not sure what that means exactly. What would be a luxury tax? An example on that. Interesting. Um, Y'all should get Neil Bortz. I've heard Neil Bortz discuss the fair tax, get his opinion on the bill. He's an old retired radio guy in Atlanta that was a champion of the fair tax. Yep. I've heard him talk about it. Agree. It seems someone else pays for someone else. I better quit. Be back in two. (laughs) Yeah. that uh, You know, isn't that the way it works anyhow in this country, if you think about it? It, To a great extent, tax policy, certainly at the federal level, which is a much bigger piece of our tax burden, we've kind of divided the country into the producer-slash-taxpaying class and the recipient class. And the Democrats want to exacerbate that. They, they want to ex- extend that even further uh, by placing more burden. Look at their plans for Social Security, for example, which is broke, and getting broker. Uh, right now that max is out at like 139 dollars They, they want to apply Social Security to all income over $400,000. Now a lot of people don't make 400000 but they also want to increase benefits on the lower levels and decrease benefits on the higher levels, based on means testing, that's just a giant wealth redistribution scheme where more people are paying in at the high level and more people are getting out at the low level. That's pretty much how we roll. This isn't like that in that respect. Uh, Neil from McGee says, The positives I see in this tax deal is that everyone contributes to a certain extent. Illegals, drug dealers, etc.
3: Jim from Ripley on the C Spire text line with a different angle. He says, All right, I'm going to vent about people concerned about our seniors we already subsidize seniors food their drugs medical care and most of them don't make a house payment yet everybody's worried about them don't get me wrong i'm not against seniors my mom being 83 my dad being 85 together with their retirement make more than we do so i don't think this is going to affect the seniors as much as everybody thinks
1: yeah thanks for that jim and again I'm asking somebody to pr- produce some models that shows exactly what, how it would affect it, because we're speculating. And, and Jim, uh, having, I think, two parents that are, are seniors and probably fit into that category, I'm betting he has a pretty good idea of what their finances look like. And so I think he could uh, he, he could make some assessment of that. He also says, my dad was a pastor back in the day when they were paid next to nothing. Yeah, so you could just go down the the rat hole, of course, on this, but... Ah,
3: Rob from Pontotoc uh, clarified the the luxury tax term he was talking about. Things like video games or hobby items, not things that you need immediately like groceries.
1: Okay. So what I think Rob is
3: saying... Calling it a raise to sales tax, you're you're calling it a luxury tax on things that you don't
1: have to have.
3: Yeah. It would be great if we could get stuff like clothing
1: <laughs> yeah there's a lot of stuff you got to have i think besides just the minimum groceries and food necessary to i guess to nourish your body i i think it's fair to say there's other stuff you got to have as well uh, power is one that there that there are taxes levied on telecommunications those are also bobby and Hazelhurst ask would that be a reduced tax on everyone's
3: groceries or just for the elderly
1: that would no, be everyone. It's everybody. Yeah, that's a good question. It's absolutely everybody. But but everybody would also incur. There's no age distinction, let's put it that way, in the changes in the sales tax. That only applies to income tax for the elderly. If they have retirement income, they don't pay any income tax. Final segment coming back after this. Every new
6: beginning comes from some other beginning's and
14: I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy.
15: There is. Colony
7: Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific.
18: Yes. Get your purse, sweetie. Selling your vehicle? We'll buy it. Need to put it on our lot? We'll consign it. Just need a new ride for the new you? We'll trade it. Pinnacle Motors needs you, well, need your vehicle. Steve Owen and the friendly staff of Pinnacle Motors is buying, consigning, and trading quality pre-owned cars, trucks, and SUVs at the corner of Highway 471 at Baker Lane and Vine Street in Brandon, and online at PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. That's PinnacleMotorsLLC.com. Pinnacle Motors needs you, well, needs your vehicle. Quality vehicles, affordable prices, Pinnacle Motors.
10: Hi, I'm Dr. Will Umflett with Capital Dental, where we create a comfortable environment for our patients. Capital Dental offers general and family dentistry and teeth whitening. Book your appointment today at CapitalDentalInc.com. Capital Dental, located in Northeast Jackson on
18: Lakeland Drive. Are the trees and shrubs running your yard instead of you? Let the tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros take out your problem limb by limb. Baroni's Tree Pros is your complete tree, shrub, and stump removal service. No job is too big for the tree professionals at Baroni's. Tree Pros. And with our superior cleanup, you can't go wrong. Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. 601-345-8090 That's 601-345-8090 or online at Barone'sTreePros.com That's Baronie'sTreePros.com. Gallo here for the professionals at Watkins Construction and Roofing. I got to know these guys over the
11: summer when just about everybody in the neighborhood replaced roofs from a spring storm. To keep a small roof problem from getting bigger call the pros that can find damage the untrained eye can't. Watkins Construction and Roofing the state's largest roofer and there's a simple reason for that customer satisfaction. Get a free inspection at and they won't ask for upfront deposits. 601 966 8233, Watkins Construction Inc. com.
7: Meet Bob Minetti. In 2016, he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer. Bob participated in a clinical trial that included cutting edge radiation therapy and surgery. He's been in remission since completion. I'm Keisha Sharp. Since losing my mother to pancreatic cancer, I've been working to share the kind of state-of-the-art work being done by Stand Up To Cancer and Lust Garden Foundation. To learn more about the latest research, including clinical trials, visit pancreaticcancercollective.org.
4: As a farmer, I, I grow U.S. Farm- farm-raised catfish. Doing that, I know it's a safe product, and I enjoy eating it any way my wife likes to cook it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Luke Smelly, and I'm Alabama 2020 Catfish Farmer of the Year from Greensboro, Alabama. If you haven't tried U.S. farm-raised catfish, you should because it's delicious. Simple as that. Hey, it's
24: Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford and your local Mississippi Ford dealers. Speaking of Ford, this is Ford Truck Month. Get the best deals of the year on the only trucks that are built Ford tough. Drive home the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Ford F-150, the legendary performer Ford Super Duty, or the adventure-ready Ford Ranger. Work or play, count on Ford trucks to get the job done, and hurry because Ford Truck Month is an event you don't want to miss. This
8: This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here at 97.3 Super Talk Jackson.
0: For a complete transcript of today's show, write down everything you hear. The JT Show. Super Talk Mississippi.
1: A great, uh, that's a great video. Back when videos were good and not like, what is that?
3: <laughs> and some people might say that they had more than one hit. White Punks on Dope never made it to number
1: one. Oh, was that another Tubes tune? It was another Tubes tune. <laughs> never even heard of that one. But the one we just played there is, uh, is on my playlist. I like that one. It's pretty cool. Indian Jackson sent in huh, a, uh, a ready kilowatt in all green. So he's a green electric guy. He's a <laughs> ready kilowatt, man. <laughs> exactly. What would Woody say, Woody asaf? That's pretty cool. Uh, let's see. Joe South of Meridian. Will this eliminate the state tax on my 401k when I get old enough to withdraw it? Yeah, good question, Joe. Uh, 401k income is presently not taxable. At the state. On, on At the state level on seniors. But he asked specifically the state tax. Uh, you do have to be 65 uh, in order to, to uh, for that income to be non-taxable. That also applies to private pensions, Social Security income. Mississippi, I think, is a little unique in that respect, in that it does not tax retirement, so-called retirement income,
3: now here's a different angle from the C Spire text line. From the 662, let's talk about the secondary effects. More money available due to a lack of income tax would be more money available to pay off debts like credit cards, and it would mean less long-term debt, which compounds more money to assets like retirement, college funds, investments, or miscellaneous like vacations or boats, all of which are taxed that can go back into the state.
1: Completely agree, and and I think that's consistent with the discussion that Stephen Utroska. Uh, and I were having about the the secondary and sort of indirect impact of this policy on the overall economy and that just and that's from Rush Mayo by the way thanks for that Rush and, th- and so it, that doesn't seem to enter into the equation that's what i'm saying we only seem to focus on absolute dollars and absolute percentages and numbers without uh any uh, consideration of how this would boost overall economic output. And and so it, the same thing would be true of, like, let's say the vehicles. If I got more money, there, I would guarantee there are people right now, Rhino, that would like to buy a vehicle, a new vehicle perhaps, and won't because of their current, they're looking at their finances and saying, I don't have enough take on pay to, to afford it, to cover it. But if they got an extra two or $300 a month, and their take up pay, bet you they pull the trigger. I-, I guarantee there's people right out there right now that would make that decision. And so, to the car dealer, I would suggest well, maybe you think it's harder to sell cars to someone who, who doesn't, uh, I guess, figure that dynamic in because they're going to pay more in sales taxes, but it's not taking into consideration the number of, pe- a number of people that are now a-, a prospective customer for what you're selling. If we don't believe in that, then we don't believe in basic free market capitalism, in, in my view. So, again, all that's speculative. And let me be clear, I don't want to see anybody, I don't care of their age or their situation, see an increase in the taxes they pay. Be it income taxes, property taxes, sales taxes, taxes on car tags, etc. I'm against that. I want to see everybody keep more of their money. This, I think, is just... a a rational start, a logical start, to elimination of taxing success and income. And I do think there's a great deal of benefit uh, to be derived from that. Yeah, as a 24-year-old, this is on the 601, C Spire, I just wish I could opt out of Social Security. I know how to save and invest my money better than the federal government. Totally agree with you. Just keep in mind that the money you're investing, if you, it's really not investing, the money you're paying in Social Security is covering the benefits of the people that are getting benefits today. It is a pay-as-you-go, defined benefit plan. Your money is not stuck in an account that's waiting for you when you retire. When you retire, your benefits from Social Security, if it's still around by then... I kind it of doubt will, it'll be around by doubt then. Doubt it'll be around. It'll come from the cur- that current-day 24-year-old paying into it. But I get the point, and we're not getting anywhere close to reversing that. In fact, the Biden administration, like I said, wants to increase Social Security taxes primarily on the higher levels of income, and they also want to increase benefits and extend benefits. Just the opposite. Right now, if you do the math on it, it's scheduled to go broke in 2035, but it's Medicare that's in way worse condition. It's got about five years left of it if there's not radical changes made to that model, both on an income and expense side. We're living longer. It costs a whole lot more to keep us alive, but we can stay alive. Thanks so much for joining us today. Rhino and I will be back tomorrow. Stay safe. God bless everyone.